I believe a cabal of secret societies has controlled the world for 200 plus years, and we get to be alive at a time to see it fall. I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots can have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. I believe that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. This is Rick, your host, and I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. Join us now for the Blessed Teach Show, and let's see what God is doing today. Here we are on Wednesday, April 19th, and 2023. We have 107 coming in the house right at the bottom of the hour, uh, and we'll just let him weave his story, ask a few questions, and uh, we'll go as long as uh, Juan has uh, to get his uh, major points across and get a few questions in. Then we'll also be going over a little bit about what's going on in France, what's going on in, uh, with Trump, and just exposing this deep state and the Brandonomics that's going on. And the companies that are going massively woke uh, got all kinds of uh, stuff filled in. We'll go over Julie Green prophetic word as well as far as we have time. We also might go over a little one's word depending on if uh, Juan is able to, to get here on time. Uh, so here we go. Let's dig in to this right now. So awesome to have people on. Carrie from Washington State's here. We are, we are it says boom from Denmark, says Jess Park on uh, Rumble Rants. Um, and then E-Telus is there as well. So let me know where you guys are from. It's kind of fun to see where that. We've got a bunch of people backstage as well. Again, backstage is free. You can be backstage on Zoom with Juan. Um, if we get to questions, we'll try to get to that. We're not prob- he doesn't, uh, he, he uh, is very comprehensive in a question, so we might only get one or two. But you're welcome to be backstage with us when all these patriots are being interviewed. So you can get your Q&A in. You can also see these when you don't miss when you miss anything. We can all those backstage stuff like a Bible study that is tonight. Uh, so get backstage again. It's free. Go to blessedteach.com. Um, it's a pay-forward model. So because of all the people that are already paying, um, it, they are now allowing you to come on for free, similar to the chosen. Blessedteach.com/backstage. All right, let's get rolling on this. Here we are looking at my Macron from France begs French public for 100 days to solve national crisis as fiery riots continue. And this is really interesting, especially in light of, if you look at the Telegram post here of Prophecy Fulfilled. So I know, know it's kind of small on the screen for those of you on a, not on a laptop, um, even, even then, but Telegram does not do a good job of being able to present. But, I'm gonna, I, but what they do a beautiful job of is they put her prophetic words of Julie Green's on here and then they put the news that associated with and it's really amazing 
um, to, to see this. And here's this thing about France. And so here, all the way back in July 17, 2022, it says, watch France, an uprising will take place there. There will be a turn against their leaders and the next moves they make against their own nation. Nations are rising up all over the world and resistance is growing against a new world order trying to take over. They were too soon. It's not time yet. It's my time, saith the Lord. This is the time for the great harvest, the time for the great awakening and the great harvest. That is what's exciting about this. And you can see now, here's Macron begging the French to uh, give me more time and address to the nation on Monday evening, French President Emmanuel Macron. And they're just awake. They're awake to that this guy is a complete um, stooge of the new world order. He begged for 100 days to get his government out of the crisis that has plunged his fifth year in office. However, opposition leaders and public do not appear ready to relent or on the pressure on the palace. With the backdrop of fiery protests in Paris um, and Bordet, um, President Macron, in his first comment since signing his controversial pension reforms last week, asked the nation to give his government 100 days to implement an action plan to address the myriad of grievances held among the French people. So they're basically just being tyrants, as you know, all in France in a big way, including taking money away from the people that was guaranteed to them. Um, this is what tyrants do. This is what the New World Order wants, and they're being exposed in a big time. Uh, acknowledge the widespread opposition to this move to, to raise the retirement age from 62 to 64 years old without a vote. That's the big thing. It's supposed to be a democracy uh, or, and, or a republic these different, and these different countries, right? And uh, the tyrants don't like that. They want communism. They want to have total rule, um, which has contributed to widespread protests and riots over the past month. Mr. Macron admitted at the national address that a consensus has not been found, adding, is this an accepted reform? Obviously, no. Well, the fact is he moved forward with it and he signed it. <laughs> so they, they make, what they say and what they do are two different things. That's, that's exactly what uh, happens, when, when you, especially when you've got a, a politician that's controlled by the New World Order, controlled by the globus, controlled by these Luciferians. Um, that is, that is uh, the, the, but again, there's too many people awake now. It's just awesome to see every single week more and more people being awake. So uh, that's the encouragement for you guys is to make sure that you understand that God is in control here. He is waking up people with different types of information, different types of, re of reveals all the time. So you can have confidence that uh, the best is yet to come, but it's going to get very bleak. But that's why we listen to the prophets, stay in the word of God, hold on to the kingdom that can't be shaken, worship and praise him. That's why we four days a week have praise and prayer and word and worship, right? Right now, praise and prayer, you hear praise reports and we can pray for you with a great, awesome prayer warriors backstage here. And you can be backstage as well for all those events at that free blessedteach.com slash backstage, right? But, and then word and worship's on Friday at five o'clock and then Sunday morning at 10 a.m. CST. So look forward to worshiping with this awesome music that we're playing with video attached to scripture and awesome lyrics that you can even see on your phone. Uh, worship and sing with us. Praise and pray with us. Worship and learn the word of God with us. It is a beautiful time. Here's Biden's economy. David's bridal files for, for bankruptcy days after announcing 9,000 layoffs. So 9,000 layoffs and then they also go 
into bankruptcy. This is what happens with Biden's economy. And uh, we just see uh, it, 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 this all continuing. And look at this. You got bad light. You got Nike going with the trans model. Now you got fans are furious after Guinness parent company pro-trans holiday ad reemerges online. Again, another pro-trans trans, um, beer commercial uh, that is infuriating people. Um, so, But that's what happens when you have woke companies that are controlled by uh, the George Soros-funded initiatives that are giving them scores, kind of like a social credit score of CCP. It's very similar, being executed here. And many, many other woke companies are in your grocery store. In fact, they own 97% of the shelf space. That's the scary thing. Just think about it. you walk into your grocery store and every company that is providing stuff, 97% of the shelf space and the advertising and the distribution, etc., is all owned by these woke companies. That's why we have TomahawkSwitch.com. So go to TomahawkSwitch.com and you have a choice. We can point you to the 3% that are American-made for Canada and the U.S. And you'll see here... All these 11 companies, including PepsiCo and Kellogg's, Mars, General Mills, Moldez, Johnson Johnson, Kraft Heinz, Nestle, P&G, Coca-Cola, they own everything. If you go to the junk food aisle, PepsiCo owns Frito-Lay, they own Captain Crunch, they own Quaker, they own Cheetos, all of every Lay's, everything you have. You go into the to the pharmacy area, you're going to get Pepsi Day seats, all Johnson & Johnson, it's all J&J, Tylenol, Visine, Motrin, Band-Aid. Uh, everything guys so it's important to understand that you that this is, is what we call the illusion of choice you want to get out of this illusion of choice and actually start fighting this we're causing big problems patriot street fighter as well as blessed teach ministries are bringing people to where they can not be controlled with their own money it's a very simple process you'll enjoy it so sign up at tomahawkswitch.com make sure when you go there when it says how do you hear hear about us put rick b2t ministries and we'll be the ones to show you how this is simple and how it can work and how you can get away from these woke companies and not support them and give them money where they're using it for George Soros initiatives. They're using it for their litigation. They're using the money that you spend every time uh, all the profits are going to make sure that they can do offshore toxic products. Why would you buy offshore toxic products that you can get much better quality onshore and non-toxic <laughs> it it and not support woke companies, right? So go to tomahawkswitch.com. Just makes complete sense. And with all this, uh, all the, uh, we, there's a new, new story that came up about these banks. See if I can find that, where the banks are, uh, taxpayers will pay for the banking bailout, right? Just another um, example of them trying to destroy the country and the banks, and, and this is the beginning. This is just the beginning of the total collapse of the financial system. And uh, the best way to protect yourself is with real products versus cash or stocks. Um, we know the stocks are gonna crash, guys. They're bubbled. They're already done terrible the last two years. So get out of the stock market as much as you can. I'm completely out of it now. I've done three transactions with Kurt Elliott. I trust him. You can, get, you can call him. At this number that here that's here uh, it's also there's a link down below for both tomahawkswitch.com and this video as well as a free consultation for kirk elliott again um, just calling kirk is probably the fastest way because some of these 401ks or iras that you need to flip around can take three or four weeks and you don't want this to hit where the collapse happens the dollar collapses and you're too late and you can't get into silver um, 720-605-3900 free consultation from kirk elliott 
720-605-3900. The number as well as the link to this site that you can fill out a form as well is in the, the description below. I did want to jump into this get ready for change prophetic word from Julie Green that came out this this morning. Again, I love this because this is keeping us out of the junk intel and the prophets of Baal trying to scare us with the movie they're playing, right? Half of it completely fake and lies, right? And this is uh, important, I believe, to keep our mindset where God wants to. He's talking, you're getting hundreds of reports from the prophets of Baal every single day. Why don't you think God is going to give us information four, three or four times a week, right? <laughs> or in Amanda's case, maybe once every few weeks getting a word, right? Here is, I have spoken many words and my words go forth. My words don't stop and my words will be fulfilled. Yes, my words, my children, speak my words because my words are blessings. My words are life. My words bring miracles. My words bring signs and wonders. Isn't that, isn't that beautiful? Because um, that is just so true. The word of God is all powerful, right? You know, the word became flesh in Jesus. And, uh, and using the authority that we have in Christ, since we're his body, he's the head and we're the body of Christ, that we can use that word of God in amazing ways. And he's telling us to do that. Yes, my words will fill this earth with this great shaking that you have been experiencing. My words are still going forward and they will still be fulfilled. Yes, my words, my children, get to the point that you are mature enough in your walk with me that when you speak my words, my words manifest immediately. Yes, you can receive instant results, my children. Now, that is a promise right there from the Lord God. <laughs> it's in the word as well, right? John 14, 12, I talk about a lot all the time where Jesus is in red letters. You know, he's basically telling you that you can do the works that he did on this earth and that we can do even greater works as he goes to the Father and the Holy Spirit comes down to his whole body of millions of us in the remnant working together and seeing his words manifest. Is that not cool? Instant results. You want instant results and see miracles? And that's what we're training here. Um, here and backstage is part of what our whole equipping the program of, of, of the ministry is about. I'd love to have you back here in the backstage ministry. You have to get ready. Get ready to put a guard over your mouth. Watch your words that come from it because soon they'll be forceful. Soon they'll will change lives quicker. My children, you have no watch. Watch the words. They are more important than you realize. That's why I'm going to be teaching a workshop starting tomorrow, a four-part workshop on really how to become an impactor for truth, right? An impactor for the kingdom. And part of that is training how to pray for your friends and family and those that, and really for you to become an impactor in the great harvest. Uh, so make sure you are, you, you are online or watch the Thursday video. There'll be a little workshop within that. And I'll do four others, three others besides that and all free. I think you guys will really enjoy that. I created the world with words. My words that I created the word, the world with, I'm sorry, let me back up. I created the world with words. Obviously he said, let there be light, right? And there was light. Uh, my words that I created the world with are still creating the universe's expanses that no man even knows. No, they think they do. 
Men think they know a lot and they don't, especially the ones that think they're in control and they're not. Remember, everything is done for a purpose, for a time, and for a season. This is a time I've spoken about vengeance. Oh yes, there'll be judgments. Yes, justice of course, liberty and freedom. So this vengeance is this really interesting because when Jesus came, um, he obviously read right out of the scripture. They wanted to stone him because he was basically saying, I'm fulfilling this time period. But he left out this, the last part of that where it talked about vengeance. <laughs> I've taught on that before, right? It's coming now. The line of Judah with the judgment is coming. And he's clearly telling us it's coming. And so this is not the time to be lukewarm. This is the time to really be in the Word and understand and, 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 and be part of a, of a body of Christ with other, other Christian patriots. Right? This is the time to do that. That's why we've formed this ministry. And you can be part of that by going to Backstage, the Backstage ministry. Right? Just go to blessedteach.com slash backstage or blessedteach.com and get your free show notes, get the free show, get the free Backstage Pass, get the free neighborhood where we're all... We're all congregating at neighborhood.social. You guys will really enjoy this. Yes, my children, get to know me more. Get my words down in your heart to overflow. Out of abundance of the heart, my, the mouth speaks. Remember, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Clearly says that in his word, right? Yes, it should be running like a river, like a spring out of your mouth, over and over and over. Speaking words of life, to change what you see, to change your mind, to change your bodies, to change the situations in your families. Is that not encouraging? Yes, my words change. I put you here for change. So get my words, protect my words, put them down so far in your hearts. Get them down deep. No matter what comes your way, those words bring forth with power. My power not yours. Now, beautiful. We can be vessels and let the Lord use us in a mighty way, but you have to understand a little bit of the word. And that's why we do the BibleMemory.com. Even if you only memorize one verse a month, you could have 12 verses in your heart by the end of the year, right? It's really just a matter, and I, I didn't think I could memorize anything. I was terrible at it. And now I have over 100 verses memorized. I think you guys will really love being part of this ministry where we can teach how to do that simply and you'll enjoy it and love it and you'll have that power within you. I have come to give you life and to give it more abundantly. I spoke that in my word that I speak. I need you to speak words of life, speak words of blessing, to speak words of victories, speak words of healing. We've seen many healings during our praise and prayer as an example. That's why Mondays and Thursday nights are very important. Um, if you have real needs, make sure we have prayer warriors praying for you. There's also groups that go outside of that um, during the week. My body, stop being sick. My son sacrificed so you wouldn't have to, so you wouldn't be tormented. He was tormented for you. He took that sickness. He took that pain. He took that torment so you wouldn't have to. So stop talking that torment. Stop talking that pain. Stop talking that sickness. Stop talking that. Tell it where to go. Under your feet. You live in the overflow. Overflow with me. 
So receive today. Great changes are on the way. So receive and speak my words. Watch the world change. It will seem like in an instant, even like a dream. Because of goodness, I'm out to pour out. So get ready. Get ready for me, saith the Lord. Woo! Guys, that is incredibly positive. And if you missed last night, we had Timothy Dixon on. He talked about, and he even gave us a dream before he's even released it, that he had recently about the Statue of Liberty being in the water, almost drowning, and, and uh, bubbles coming up like it was just breathing for air. It's on its last breath. And he heard these words, heard something, in, uh, some voices, wasn't sure what it was, and it got louder, and it got more voluminous, and more, more, and then he realized it was hundreds of thousands of people praying, praying his words. And all of a sudden, a hand came down and grabbed the back of the Statue of Liberty and stood it back up in strength, you know, representing America coming back to full strength. Probably the chains fall off. Somebody was talking about that backstage that they're in the bottom of her, right? And probably the little horns off her come off because those are, those are, those are kind of point to evil things. And you're going to have a real America with liberty. Um, so again, speaking the words and, and, and learning and focus on the kingdom that can't be shaken is our task before us right now. Um, one will be coming on pretty soon, but I want to, I got a bunch of news in, in case he's a little late. So we'll get it through as much as we can here. Um, this is watch. Bald eagle adopts an eaglet after caring for rock, a single dad rewarded for his efforts. So the single dad being the bald eagle. And the reason I mentioned this, I normally won't, won't, won't report on anything like this, but it comes back to Julie's prophetic words, right? See if I can find this real quick. But you have... Um, you have on the Prophecies Fulfilled Telegram channel. It is really inspiring for me guys to be be digging into this. It's uh, really cool. There's some unusual weather patterns happening here. See if I can find the thing with the eagle here real quick. But uh, basically there will be an eagle in your news and for an unusual reason, right? When we'll be talking about Watergate and other things. And uh, it's it's amazing that these prophetic words are starting to come true. So I can't just, it's not on the top, top tip of my fingers there and it's too small on Telegram. So I'll just, uh, uh, so that, but it, then it says um, basically that it's a sign that the eagle is soaring again, right? So there's a lot of stuff going on beyond the, behind the scenes and this, this country looks dead. But remember, we live by faith, not sight. Um, the sight of the Babylonian, um, prophets of Baal telling us, telling us that this country's dead, um, but it's not. And this eagle basically um, started caring for a rock, and, and there's was, there was a lot of, there's, there's the picture of the rock that he was just caring for during during that time, basically wanting to be able to protect. Then another, uh, they brought uh, an eagle that where the nest had fallen and uh, brought it to the dad, basically. And so now this dad is protecting this um, child that wasn't even his, right? But uh, it's really kind of a, a pretty cool story where he's literally looking around and protecting this this uh, small. And you see here's a little couple minute clip, and you see this eagle just protecting his his uh, newly found um, baby. <laughs> They're going to release this baby into the wild once uh, it grows up. But uh, this this is this is a 33 year old, uh, I believe that believe. Uh, eagle 
So it might be, is this the surprising, you know, the eagle in the news that's showing that our eagle is soaring? I'm not sure, but it's always interesting to dig in to some of these prophecies fulfilled. Here's a West Virginia lawmaker leads the Democrats for GOP dealing another blow to the former party after another high profile switches. Pritz moves gave GOP 89 members in the House while Democrats ranks dwindled to 11. So um, this is another fulfilled prophecy you'll see all about um, Julie talking about moving from uh, so many people moving from the left to the right. There's nobody moving moving in the opposite direction. That's why I was saying about the, the cabals not putting pe people asleep right now. There's just people waking up, right? So every single week we have more and more droves of people coming um, awake. Uh, and that is the beautiful thing about what we're about to experience with the great awakening, the great exodus, and the great harvest coming up. Here's, um, this talks about Watergate. And again, if you go back to that prophecy fulfilled, you're going to see Watergate will be in the news. I'm not sure if this is it because this is Trump just saying it. But he says, what Congressman James Comer and Jim Jordan have revealed about the Biden crime family would be Watergate times 10 if the news was revealed 10 years ago. Our fake news media is corrupt at a level never seen before. So it's interesting, but there's new whistleblowers on the Bidens. There's new information coming out. I've reported on the last few days about six new members of the Biden family that were getting kickbacks. So this is undeniable now. Um, for But the, again, the, your friends that just watch CNN and MSNBC aren't hearing it yet. But they will. It's a matter of time as more and more start thinking for themselves. Don't give up on your friends caught in that psyop, right, of the of the fake news media. And really, it's more than just the fake news media. Remember, they've got leaders in all seven mountains of influence in, in arts and entertainment that tell them the lies as well. They're all prophets of Baal, right? And even clergy that are, that are part of the New World Order and controlled. Um, here's a formerly Deputy Assistant Secretary of State, David Feith, says gain-of-function research poses a species-level risk to human life. Gain-of-function technologies of this kind that emerged in the last 10 to 15 years where the deadliest virus can be fused with the most infectious ones appear to pose a serious level of risk to human life. This is obviously what Fauci was doing. One of the virus, uh, once a virus is sufficient in effectiveness and deadliness escapes the lab, there may be nothing humanity can do to stop it. And I don't think it's escaping in accidents that these came out of the lab. These are purposeful attacks from this uh, Luciferian deep state. These basically these pedophiles that do not want us to understand things and they want us sick. They want to, they don't really want us dead necessarily um, because they can make a ton of money on us with just being sick all our life, right? Um, but eventually they were gonna hit the, the depopulation agenda. Um, they're already doing that with you to see what this shot has done to the reproductive systems of women and men alike, right? They're showing that the uh, Christian Northrup was just on a show last night I was watching, clearly showing that the sperm counts and are not, they're not swimming in inoculated men, inoculated women, are, are, the eggs aren't growing. And when even the ones that are, and the, so the stillbirths are up, every, everything, this was an attack on the reproductive um, organs of our bodies. And uh, it's really sad of what they've been able to get away with. Um, there's no more dire threat to the American way of life than the corruption and weaponization of our justice system. So this is a three-minute clip from Trump talking about just that. And I just think it's so critical 
Let's listen to a little bit of this. There is no more dire threat to the American way of life than the corruption and weaponization of our justice system. And it's happening all around us. If we cannot restore the fair and impartial rule of law, we will not be a free country. As President, it will be my personal mission to restore the scales of justice in America. We want fairness and equality under the law. And to that end, I will appoint U.S. attorneys who will be the polar opposite of the Soros district attorneys and others that are being appointed throughout the United States. Very unfair to our population, very unfair to our country. And this goes on, so I'll have this all in my show notes. Every single link I send you, you can get in the show notes. Um, I just like how he pointed out the Soros-funded DAs, right? And that's another awakening as far as more people that are even awake understanding how there's over 50 of them that they put in there that are basically destroying the cities or the counties that they represent on purpose, right? That's why Soros put them in, to, uh, such, such as Alvin Bragg and many, many others. So interesting, interesting. Biden's approval rating falls to near record low poll shows. So obviously, <laughs> so this is uh, where I think the deep state is now in their planning processes. How do they get rid of him? How, they, don't, they don't trust the hyena of Kamala either. So how are they going to get rid of the jackal and the hyena and try to replace it somebody that's not McCarthy? And so that is going to be, I think, something that plays out before our eyes. We need to call down this administration, call in the rightful president, call in the, ex, the, ex, the exposing of voter fraud. That'll be real critical. And uh, I think we're going to get to see all this in this next year, guys. It's going to be exciting. So just keep your faith and do not go by sight. That is going to be the key, key thing uh, for us, I believe, over these next few months as things get really ugly. Twitter removes a policy forbidding misgendering or, de de or dead naming transgender individuals. So finally, uh, they, they, uh, Twitter's finally coming off some of these ridiculous um, political correctness ideas. Elon Musk has been on the Tucker Carlson show last night. And I think he's coming on tonight again. This beautiful interview about AI and how dangerous AI is, but other things about how criminal um, the government became by basically using Twitter as a way to spy on us and censor us and to keep uh, to shut up for anything that wasn't part of their propaganda. This became a big propaganda governmental censor intelligence, not just in the U.S. but worldwide. Right? This uh, the, the intel agencies that are part of the New World Order. Um, worldwide, we're using Twitter for that same purposes. Fox News Media Dominion Voting Systems reaches agreement over the defamation lawsuit. Now we know Fox News put a Hillary supporter over their election desk of the 2020 election. They announced Arizona before there was even three percent of the vote in. They were controlled, and they have Paul Ryan on their board, uh, absolute rhino. So we know that Fox News is not for us, right? So so understand that. So to me, this was a, a, a total um, movie that the deep state's playing, trying to show there's no voter fraud. That's why we had to pay this all this all this uh, seven hundred million dollars. And and uh, you know, do you think Fox News is not getting cabal funding as well? Of course they are. So this is just this is this a shell game, trying to hide the obvious election fraud that we're starting to see everywhere. Right. Follow Mike Lindell. He's, he's, he reports on it almost every day. There's new information coming out almost every day. Maricopa County is in big trouble. 
and um, it's just going to be fun when those dominoes, dominoes start to fall. It's frustrating for me, for somebody who thought that it was going to be revealed in late 2020 or early 2021, but again, God's way smarter than I am because he's waking up people in different ways of people that would have never been awake during this, and that would have created a civil war if we tried to go arrest the perpetrators. We have all the evidence. We have the PCAP data. We have uh, we we know I, 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 we literally can tell what machines they flipped the votes on, right? So, but nobody but it's it's being so all the judges won't look at it, and all the evidence that we have um, is it, it's it's been waiting for a time when the Lord really wants to make that very obvious where Dominion, Sequoia, as well as Smartmatic and all its derivatives that not only own the election systems for the U.S. and all the counties, it's in 54 other countries. So remember that. This is the selection versus election is what we're dealing with. So let me know if, if you see Juan come on. We'll move right over to him. Hopefully he'll be on here soon. He historically has uh, his, his schedule's rough, so I, I got a bunch of other stuff to talk about in case he's a little late. But uh, we should have Juan Osavid on to really dig into some things. We're excited about that. Here's Jennifer Mack's site, by the way, um, where Juan puts most of his things. You can see I have one of these shirts on right here. We're talking about he's he was really big into McAfee. And uh, maybe we'll ask him a little bit about McAfee here as well soon. It's interesting to see. So Juan sent, after we met with him, and he's going to come on the show, sent us a... Uh, uh, Gus and I a few shirts and cups. Um, he's just really, uh, I believe, a great man of God who knows the biblical text and has insider information, right? Now, his predictions, like almost anybody else, everything's taken longer than we thought. But again, God's way smarter than 107. and He's way smarter than me. <laughs> he's way smarter than anybody, right? And so that's the beautiful part about this is that uh, he's putting us to, uh, to a point where he wants us to make sure we're in the Word of God or we're, we're Hang, hanging on to that kingdom that can't be shaken and he's going to shake everything and and shaking is not anywhere where, uh, from where it's going to be compared to what it, compared to what it's going to be guys it's going to be way worse i did want to let you guys know i i changed my insurance company i got out of the medical cartel is horrible um i got out of my insurance company and that's why i went to share healthcare you can go find that link down below as well sharehealthcare.com slash rick b2t and you can you i mean the average insurance for a family is like $2,000. So this is like one-tenth of that. Um, and it's not a contract. But remember, these contracts that these insurance companies plays, I don't know if you guys have... I, I've never been able to get everything paid from the insurance company that I thought should be paid, right? And then they force you into big pharma medicine and only one approach. And so they won't even pay for the proper approach to attack diseases. So that's why um, I really suggest you, you look at some type of Christian sharing network this one is the one i chose and i'm real excited about it let me play this real quick hi we're share healthcare we bring folks together from all across america to voluntarily share medical expenses when you have a medical expense share healthcare advocates on your behalf to negotiate with providers and reprice your bills saving you money then once we've secured a lowered price Funds from your fellow members are transferred into your individualized bank account, registered with Lion Bank of Bolivar, Missouri, to share the burden of eligible medical expenses. Other ministries gather all the monthly funds together and then distribute to members in need. What makes Share Healthcare so unique is that funds are shared only between members' Lion Bank accounts and are never pooled into a central pool or account, making us a totally compliant healthcare sharing ministry. 
during your enrollment process. You'll I just, I'm going to back up there a second. I, I just want to give you an example of why I'm excited about this. Um, like for instance, we're just doing private pay for most things and we have this $1,000 per incident. So if anything major happens over three years and it takes 15 deals, it, we, it would start paying for that, right? Um, but we're all carrying our own burden for the smaller stuff. And what is beautiful about this is, is I'm paying less than a family member I'm not going to mention has has full insurance, paying a ton of money on it, um, and even even reduced costs because of their company. And they're paying more every visit because of deductibles and all that type of stuff than I am because I'm doing private pay. Does that make sense? So having uh, being able to negotiate directly with the doctors and telling your private pay brings your expenses way down just from that. So I'm going to pay way less this year than I did the last couple of years on these these cabal. Uh, insurance companies. Learn how to create your own Lime Bank account, specifically for your Share Healthcare membership. Having your own Lime Bank account allows you to receive self-pay patient discounts and see how your contributions are being used to help your fellow that members. Self-pay discounts can be huge, guys, because <laughs> they just milk the insurance companies. That's what they're doing. All while maintaining your medical and banking privacy, of course. When your membership begins, you'll have a personalized online portal. From this portal, you can pay your monthly share amount, view the status of medical bills, send well wishes or even flowers to fellow members, and so much more. And if that isn't enough to feel good about, we also donate a portion of each member's monthly share to provide medical care to orphaned and abandoned children in Africa. Share Healthcare, the most unique and first fully compliant online healthcare ministry in America. Visit our website at sharehealthcare.com to learn more and join today. Yeah, and if, you go, if you go sharehealthcare.com slash rickb2t, again, rickb2t, they put on this one, um, you'll get a little bit more information. And also, when you when you sign up, if you just do Rick uh, uh, rickb2t in the referral, uh, that'll be a blessing to the ministry here, and you will be blessed as well. I want to dig into um, a prophetic word that, that the little one got from backstage that seems to be representative to more than just backstage, and so I thought it would be good to, to read You've got um, 56 words back there. So that's why as you, as when you go get your free account at blessedteach.com slash backstage, make sure you also go to the neighborhood.social and join the group there. And there's tons of information that we're sharing. There's tons of blogs. Uh, this is where I put the Julie prophetic word right up right away. A volunteer does it actually for me now, it's, um, but it's just wonderful. So, but there, these, there's all these words that are specific to this backstage ministry, and a lot, some of this applies to the overall body of Christ, though. So, I wanted to read this um, as we're waiting on Juan to, to show up here. Um, when I, I'm sure Gretz is trying to track him down as well, so um, I think he was supposed to come up at 5 30, so hopefully he'll be on here soon. When I and so here, here, here's the word that uh, the little one got on four eleven. It says, "For I am." When I am, obviously talking about the great I am from Exodus, Exodus um, three fourteen, right? When I am gives a word, you must listen. Speak the words I give you, for they will give you courage and strength. Honor me. So this is the same exact thing that Julie Julie's prophetic word was saying as well. Speak the words I give you, which you can find in the Word of God, and also you could be, you'll be revealed uh, what to pray for about as well. I send my holy angels to help you. They give you messages for me. When you listen to my messages, you grow. When you listen to my words, you have peace. When you follow me, you stand righteous before me. This is what's so important, guys, is that we actually are in the Word of God, 
And that gives us that peace that transcends all understanding. One of my favorite memory verses is all about Philippians 4, 6, and 7, right? Where it talks at the end of the verse, uh, verse 7, it talks about, and you do all those things, and basically you will have the peace that transcends all understanding. Just think about that. So when all this starts going on and your friends and family are freaking out, they're going to look at you and go, why aren't you stressed out? Because I have the peace that transcends all understanding. That's why all around you is destruction. Yet the trees bloom and flowers proudly sway in the wind as my world continues. Isn't that interesting? No matter what the new world order and the, and, and, and the cabal's doing, the flowers are still growing. The trees are still blooming. <laughs> it's just like, how beautiful. Watch as I open the flowers and let the pollen ride on the winds. The pureness of the pollen will cleanse the earth. I have told you of the rain and the sun as it falls on the earth to create new a new beginning. I have shown you my miracles in your healing power. So I want you to guys come back page, experience what's going on and praise and prayer on Mondays and Thursdays. It's beautiful. I have given my powerful words to you. Why do you think the sword of the spirit represents my words? So one of the another part of the memory verses that we talk about a lot and it cues drop them we talk about them all the time and that is ephesians 6 10 through 20 right where you, the, the sword of the spirit is the word of god right so everything that we just read about in julie's prophetic words is very consistent with this use that sword of the spirit my sword cuts from both sides then we could have no hope of escape when my words fall on them the righteous will win for i have blessed them i have kept them i have given them the knowledge do you think this knowledge comes from somewhere out in outer space? Where do you think I am in space? I have told you of the water separating. I have told you of my creation. How do you think I cut through the waters of, and separated the waters from the waters? I used my two-edged sword. <laughs> my word created all that you see and do not see. My sword is my word. This is pretty cool. He says, let there be light. Let the water separate. It's his word. It's his double-edged sword of his word of God coming from his mouth. And remember that, that, that creator is Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Jesus was there at the beginning. All over scripture, it says that he used Jesus. The Father used Jesus to create everything. Then we know the water and the spirit was there. I mean, the, the spirit was over the water, right? So, the, and they're the only things that existed that, that, that's always existed, right? And so they're eternal. They're, that's why they talk about the Alpha and the Omega. They, they, they're, they're, they've always existed. That's the definition of eternal. And they're the only eternal beings. So it's, it's really interesting when you hear atheists talk about uh, if, if you're, if you're if you can't, nothing can create itself, right? So something had to create the first thing. It's called the first cause. That first cause is the Lord God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, who's always existed. And they had to create something, and they create it with the words, the words of God. Lies and schemes will come forth as truth. But I say to you this day, open your eyes and let the scales fall. You must be the light of the world. You are to spread the truth. When you walk with me, your body will glow and your tongue will speak the wisdom that comes for only from me. Listen as I give you the words. And as I, I can't think it's, I can't remember if it's a Psalm 80-1, I think it is, it talks about open your mouth and I will fill. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Right, so there, there's when you submit to the Lord God Almighty, and you're in His Word and your word, words in His heart, He will just speak life through His words, 
and uh, and then he will also as you connect with him because you'll be be the Holy Spirit and you'll be connected as the body of Christ you will hear what he wants you to say at, at key times as you just open your mouth wide right the light that comes from above comes from me it leads you it guides you as I give you what you need each day you grow in the knowledge that my heavens hold the key remember he gives us everything we need each day he's Jehovah uh, Jireh right so uh, the, our, our provider our great provider and you grow in the knowledge that my heavens hold the key I can't wait to see how much knowledge we get when all the lies of the cabal get removed just think about that this medical cartel that's lying to us about you need big pharma drugs we that we really don't know the extent of what herbs and newer technologies can do for us so many so much is being hidden oh they tried to penetrate the firmament I placed as a mantle I laugh as I watch their feeble attempts to penetrate my world. Do you think I created a tin can that can be easily opened to spill out the contents? How silly are the wicked as they fill you with lies? I just this reminds me of this CERN where they're trying to open up portals and everything with CERN and all this evil, right? And uh, God's sitting there laughing at them as they're trying to do all this evil with it. Look at my two-edged sword. Look at my word. See it. Feel it. Know it. Then watch as I pierce through the wicked. So what this is what Julie's prophetic word just said, right? Um, that came out today, and this was this was uh, something that was a very similar timing. So I think God speaks to the various prophets some very similar things, right? At the time that we need them, you have asked for my angels to come, and this is kind of exciting. This might move back a little bit more to backstage because we pray almost every day. We blow the shofars each night, right? And we ask for angels of all rankings and divisions to descend and make our prayers come true and bring justice to the land right you have asked for my angels to come you have asked as i have opened my heavens my warring angels will come the rank and divisions are coming i the lord have shown you my ladder of jacob i speak to you of these things as you my as you witnesses i'm sorry i speak to you of these things as you witness my soldiers walking on earth i have shown you who's in charge get on the train so this is basically making sure that we we submit to the lord completely we lean on our understanding we trust in him completely and he will make our path straight so you want that train is going to be the train that, that keeps us on that path right and there's a lot of other words that talk about trains and um, other other things in in this word that that it's kind of like riddles that the Lord's giving us. My word can comfort. My word can cut. I, the Lord your God, am sending both. Use my word wisely as you fight this battle. You have everything you need to show the world who I am. That's our job right now, guys, is to be holding on to the kingdom that can't be shaken. Understand his word and speak this cabal down. Speak health. Speak life. And this, and then also, obviously, um, the great harvest is coming. We're going to speak who he is. You stand on the mountaintop and you proclaim my God is in charge. Where do you think I am in this? Do you think I have fallen asleep? Do you think I sit in the heavens on a throne and watch? Oh, ye little faith so distorted. Your thoughts are upside down. Look. So anybody who's saying uh, nothing's happening are not looking. New people are waking up every single day, every single week. I believe hundreds of thousands of people are waking up. 
and starting to fight on our side. The New World Order is exposed more and more every single day. You see now, I gave you the music. You see how you combine the scriptures and the songs. You see how your wise counsel has heard and acted. They will come for I have called them. And this is exciting. This is talking about praise and prayer and word and worship where we have now a beautiful videographer who's doing all these songs and they're taking, where, uh, we have various uh, volunteers, Annette and Gus and, and myself are, are digging into the lyrics of songs that we just love. So, so if you guys have a worship song that you just love and that you can just deeply listen to it over and over again and get into deep worship, let us know what it is. And we'll look at it too. And if it becomes to, uh, we're prioritizing them all now. And, and we'll take the lyrics of those and, and, and see what scriptures. It's also going to be a song that's really scripturally rich, right? The, the lyrics really are pointing to the word of God. That's important. And then, and then we, we, we show that. So this is a disconfirmation that we're on the right path with word and worship and praise and prayer. So if you really want to do what God's telling us to, not listen to junk intel all the time and not sit there and listen to the prophets of Baal, but spend more time in his word and also more time with him, part of spending time with him is worshiping him, praising him, learning his word. That's what word and worship is on Friday at 5 o'clock and Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And then every Monday and Thursday right after the show that we will do that. We'll be doing it tomorrow night. Join us. So get your backstage pass so you can be with Zoom with us. Again, that would be blessedteach.com slash backstage. Says you, I'm going to read this again because it's so, so exciting to me, so encouraging to me. You see now, I gave you the music. You see how you combine the scriptures and the songs. This is a unique thing that we're doing. So in every song, not only to read the scriptures beforehand as, we're, as the song's playing softly in the background, as the lyrics are going and the beautiful videos going that represent the psalm, down below, we're talking about the scripture that that lyric's talking about. It's just, I just love it, because sometimes you know the words, I just look down at the scripture, and I just, wow, there's the word of God, and I sit there and read that scripture as I'm worshiping. It's a beautiful experience for both word and worship and praise and prayer four nights, four days a week. I think you'll really enjoy that. You see how your wise counsel has heard and acted. It's actually this idea of attaching that came from Gus as an example of the wise counsel. They will come for I have called them. And I believe many of you are being called to be part of this ministry so that you will be worshiping uh, and learning the word as you're worshiping and praying as you're praising, right? That's what this is all about. Do not doubt my words again. All right, we got Juan in the house. This is gets more into a specific word for me and others. I'm just going to do one last part while, I, while Juan's getting situated. I'm looking at him. Juan, uh, once you got good audio, just let me know. Do not doubt my words again, saith. Oh, I see, I see Juan in his boot. So <laughs> that is a time to get Juan going. Juan, how are you doing today? Hey, beautiful. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you right in the middle of what you're doing. I had a, a local emergency. Uh, somebody left uh, their wallet or something at uh, one of the stores, had to go back, and that kind of threw me off. So I. I apologize for being a few minutes late and hope people understand. Yeah, hey, no, no problem. So I just really appreciate you taking the time and uh, give us an update on uh, things going on from your perspective. I did, I did show them Jennifer Mack's website. I see you have that beautiful jacket in front of you. Why don't you start with that in a little bit and oh, yeah. ta talk about that beautiful jacket. Well, you know, uh, the story is really one that I've talked with a lot of our uh, Christian audiences about and, and other internet audiences, Trump as the uh, Megador. Um, 
and uh, you know killing the deep state uh, it you know there's this cult that really is is running so much of the world and Washington DC right now and their symbology is really the bull that fell from heaven which is the story from the tale of Gilgamesh uh, second oldest writings that we have out there in history and of course that's this bull that uh, is part of the Babylonian myth uh, it's there you know through the scriptures uh, they were worshiping Baal or Moloch that was uh, the imagery is of a bull and even on the hilltops around Israel uh, they were uh, literally uh, the scripture says making their children to pass through the fire which is um, a very church way of saying they were sacrificing their children oh really in Ugh. order to have uh, wealth and good fortune and all these other things and uh, the uh, the imagery is of this uh, iron metal uh, bronze bull that uh, literally the children were put in the arms of this statue that had pulleys on it and then the child living was poured into the bowel of this bull uh, imagery uh, alive uh, red hot coals it, it's it's a horror and uh, yet you know here in Israel this this holy place and everything else there was this division between are the people going to worship Baal and Moloch on the hilltops or are they going to worship God and of course that was the story with Elijah when uh, Elijah you know called for this um, drought that lasted three years and uh, the, the land was literally dying uh, right in front of them and then uh, he calls for a challenge why don't you have your priests build an altar to your god Baal or Moloch and uh, I'll build an altar to God and we'll both uh, call for a sacrifice and let's see whose god can zap the altar with fire and consume the offering and the worshipers of, of Baal uh, were out there all morning and all through the midday the heat of the day cutting themselves and screaming and chanting and everything else and nothing happened and Elijah was laughing at them he was saying hey, is your God uh, is he not up yet uh, is he busy with one of his wives um, is he deaf and can't hear you and uh, that made him scream louder and uh, then when it came Elijah's turn he says okay it's getting hot it's getting late in the day let's get on with this but the worshipers of Baal accused Elijah of having put uh, fireworks in his altar, uh, some kind of pyrotechnics to light it. And so, of course, that's what they had done. Uh, <laughs> and that's why they were so amazed when they couldn't get their altar to fire, uh, even with the uh, pyrotechnics concealed inside. Um, so Elijah says, OK, 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 fine. Let's be fair. Why don't you guys go get some water? and pour it on the altar and and then we'll make sure that there's no you know chance that we might have done some magic or trickery and uh you gotta remember this is in a drought water was extremely precious and so he has them do it uh, several times 
they're throwing water in the fire. And he goes, okay, is that wet enough? Is that wet enough? Well, of course, he sent the Baal worshipers down the hill to go get the water and bring it back up. They're the ones that saying, you know, if, you, if you're so concerned, go ahead and douse the whole thing with, with water and make sure it's really wet, okay? And uh, feeling the, you know, uh, you know, wood around the fire and all that. Finally, they were convinced, you know, after dragging the water up the top of the hill, because, of course, you know, the principalities, the demons, the devil worshipers, they always like to do what they do where everybody gets to see it right on top of the hill. The devil wants to be have his worshipers seen, not in secret, ultimately. And uh, so, you know, they're doing this. They didn't do it down at the entrance to the temple mm-hmm. where, you know, God might have been more powerful. God took his demonstration right to the gates of their hellish worship. Mm. Well, do you guys are powerful up on top of the hill, your neck of the woods, you know, let your priests do it. And uh, the uh, priests of God were not afraid to go right to the gates of, of their temple worship area and, and do what had to be done. And then when God did take the sacrifice, it was a, a nuclear heat. People that have been to the site uh, find uh, sand fused as though it was in a nuclear explosion mm. and uh, in that in that site. And so uh, then when the people snapped out of it, you, know, you can just imagine a lightning bolt of God lighting that sacrifice on fire and the snap. And it was almost like somebody clicked their fingers and the people realized, oh, my gosh, the, the God in heaven is not the God that's requiring the sacrifice. And imagine people had been sacrificing their children. They had been under the spell of these monsters yes. and uh, uh, they realized that they turned on the priests of Baal and slew them all. They mm. couldn't get off the hill fast enough. The people snapped out of it and realized that they had been conned into these perverse acts to sacrifice their children and uh, turned on all the priests of Baal and killed them all. And that led to other things. Jezebel was just a short while later that she was killed. All of the remaining Baal worshipers, there was a, a, a secret ceremony sacrifice that was called for by the king, uh, Yehu. And then they were all locked in the thing. They were verified. They were all worshipers of Baal, only true worshipers of Baal. And then uh, Yehu's uh, army slew every one of them inside that sacrifice or the sacrifice was the Baal worshipers okay in this special ceremony and the cleansing began across the country mm-hmm. and so this deep state Baal Moloch worship was uh, put to death there uh, to a great extent um, in this divided land where both God Almighty and Baal were being worshipped in the same place, and God uh, used Yehu to begin that process of exterminating uh, this evil. And of course, that's this moment we're in. Our country's very divided. People um, are not fully understanding that we've been conned into giving up our personal freedoms and rights, our national freedoms and rights and turning them over to bodies, uh, groups, agencies, international groups even that uh, are enslaving us again. And uh, 
uh, taking our freedoms away. You know, it starts uh, when the British uh, got upset with the um, colonies, the colonists. Uh, the colonists were meeting in public in, in one of the halls uh, there in Boston. And, you know, they were they were discussing their freedoms and things like that. And one of the things that the British were coming after was their guns. And they were working towards um, having a complete confiscation of all guns by the colonists by 1777, making it uh, and, and sending no further guns, ammunition, anything. Only the king's uh, troops would have the authority to have guns uh, in the colonies. They didn't need them for protection because the British were going to have 50,000 British troops continuously stationed in the colonies. And so if there was need for protection, they'd get it from the British army and the locals didn't need to have guns because they were getting uppity. Right. And then the halls where they were meeting the British troops, when they got there in 1775, uh, in that that current moment, uh, the first thing they did was occupy the meeting halls where the uh, locals were, were conversing and stopped the meetings. Mm -hmm. So it's not too dissimilar to this moment that we're in right now in America, where uh, we're supposed to have free speech, but... Uh, the mechanisms, the locations where we would have free speech are being closed off to us. You mm -hmm. can't go to YouTube and have an honest conversation. Mm -hmm. You can't go to, um, uh, you know, any of these other locations and monetize your locations with the advertising and other things uh, because we have been cut off mm -hmm. from being there. Even if you can go someplace and post a meeting you did, say, on a rumble or something like that, now you can't monetize it. And so the money's going to somebody else. So you have to, you know, do what you do for free. Um, you can't put it in the papers. Uh, you know, you can't have an open public discussion about these matters. And uh, so we're being shut out of the public meeting place to have honest conversations, um, and especially where it goes to uh, religious matters. Uh, and then laws and rules are being, uh, these are what, what we call legal constructs. So you create some legal basis that says that everybody has to um, allow something. And then construct after construct after construct occur afterwards on that foundation. And the question is, is the foundation legitimate? So let's use abortion, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, in reversing the Supreme Court's ruling on abortion last year, the uh, uh, Justice Thomas uh, said that um, the an earlier court erred in its judgment in finding that the federal government had a right to regulate abortions across the country mm -hmm. and that this was a state right. And so it didn't make abortions illegal in the country. It returned the authority to allow abortions to the states and the states, state by state would make this decision. Um, and so a federal authority was constructed out of nowhere. Yeah. There was no legislated authority. There was no 
prior federal authority from the Constitution mm -hmm. to allow such an act uh, to mandate that uh, abortions were the law of the land nationwide. And so that's an example. And Justice Thomas said in his uh, decision that uh, other similar laws would need, you know, findings by the court that had become de facto law needed to be looked at because there were other rulings by the court that were similarly flawed, where the authority of the states to decide matters had been usurped mm -hmm. to the federal government, uh, that the federal government does not have these authorities. It's a violation of the Constitution. It's a violation of the agreements when the states came together to form the union of states, uh, uh, these authorities did not allow that uh, the federal authority could mandate certain things. Uh, the way that our, our constitution set up the states, the states were literally almost like little nations. Mm -hmm. And in fact, uh, US senators from the states were supposed to be appointed so that they could be recalled like an ambassador. And so where it's gone awry, in fact, uh, Judge, uh, Justice uh, Scalia in some of his private conversations said, you will not get America back on track until you uh, return to the original understanding of the Constitution where senators are appointed by the state uh, and voted into place like ambassadors. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, uh, then going to the federal government. And the reason for that is because if they go off track, they don't get to stay there for you know six years. Mm -hmm. They can be gone in a day. Uh, if they don't abide by, they're under a very tight leash back to the state. And uh, until that gets returned to that kind of a condition, uh, you have a power uh, imbalance mm -hmm. uh, at the federal level. What's been happening is the federal government has taken over the operations of the states. And then with the IRS and the Federal Reserve, the money flow has gone to the federal government and, and usurped the position of the state governments mm -hmm. uh, for spending and uh, authorities. And now uh, the state governments can't do anything without matching federal money and don't do a lot of things because they're searching for that matching federal money. And of course, mm -hmm. the Senate uh, handles the spending side of the government. So um, there is a usurpation of power by that federal city that becomes almost king-like. In, in the original revolution, uh, King George was uh, exerting authority over the states and the colonies in such a way that local authority, local control was being diminished by the hour. Mm -hmm. Again, as I said, their ability to meet and converse on issues, their meeting places, uh, making it illegal for them to uh, form uh, militias and to, uh, you know, assert local power, the uh, ability to have and hold arms uh, was was uh, being denied by King George. And they had a plan in place to make it illegal for any anyone to have arms except for the British troops mm -hmm. occupying the country. 
And so, uh, and then you have other things, you know, our, our Bill of Rights, uh, on which the Constitution is based to be secure in our papers and documents, uh, secure from unlawful uh, arrest and detention without the ability to um, have bail and to, you know, have uh, witnesses and, and to know who those witnesses are. Uh, the federal authority has gone completely awry. And of course, we see that now with the J6 prisoners, yes. uh, where uh, many of them are held and they have no bail uh, mm -hmm. under the Patriot Act, as though they were yeah, terrorists. Trial, just crazy. You know, from some other, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, in fact, I have someone right now that's in, uh, uh, we've gotten him loose on bail, but it was a year before we got him, uh, mm -hmm. got a, a fair bail hearing. Uh, he was taking, he was doing work for me, uh, research work on uh, legal matters related to some of the prisoners on the J6 stuff. Uh, and so uh, the association with me was, you know, behind the scenes was known. And uh, uh, this person was arrested in uh, Texas on a uh, warrant that was extremely deficient. Mm -hmm. uh, what they call a, a governor's warrant. Uh, initially, the, the, the governor's warrant didn't exist. And then uh, he was picked up by U.S. Marshals. And the first words out of the U.S. Marshals' mouth as he was arresting him back in uh, uh, April of 2021, uh, are you a sovereign citizen? And this was a person who'd never made such a statement. Uh -huh. and, and, and and had nothing to do with any of that. He was uh, doing a legal researcher. Right. Uh, and um, he was kind of shocked at it. But the communications that came through the system from Alaska to the U.S. Marshals uh, put the U.S. Marshals in the opinion that this was a uh, person who was trying to assert sovereign citizenship. Hmm. And the reason I mention that, even in this particular case, and by the way, some of your people might want to go look, Jeremy Lee Baker. Uh, 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 his birth date is 2-9 of 1977 up there in Anchorage, Alaska. Uh, he, there is a political preserve right there, mm -hmm. another one that nobody's aware of it. Uh, uh, the case was over, uh, you know, from the beginning, but especially even a year ago, because uh, I brought in experts who proved that the uh, evidence that was used against him was uh, uh, falsified, hmm. that it was uh, uh, there was a particular phone thing where uh, even the what they call a glass warrant that would have allowed this detective to um, interview him by phone. Uh, there's questions whether that even exists. And then. Uh, the phone call was altered, and we proved that, wow. and proved that in court with uh, a world-class expert, uh, and uh, with with all the evidence being falsified, uh, the witnesses being wow. uh, proven to be perjurious. Stuff. Even the prosecutors. Mm -hmm. I got two different prosecutors on that case that have committed uh, perjury to the court, and I'm. This is a very that's a weighty statement to make in public. I, I'll, I'll remind you that I'm making a statement that has legal ramifications mm -hmm. if I'm accusing them of that and I can't prove it. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
uh, uh, the the state of Alaska is continuing to allow, and, and you know, by extension, the judge involved is continuing to allow this person to remain, uh, you know, in an arrested condition. He's actually on an ankle bracelet, but uh, uh, you can't move, you can't leave the state, you can't go anywhere, you can't leave your house, all this other stuff. Uh, uh, won't dismiss the case, even though um, we've established that the witness perjured themselves. The evidence is non-existent. There's no corpus delecti, no body of the evidence. The um, uh, accuser has been discredited on several things. And then even the manner in which the warrant was obtained doesn't meet Alaska law. Uh, this is a person where they lied to the governor of the state of Alaska and the governor of the state of Texas. And it's, it's bizarre. In Texas, when he was extradited uh, after 86 days, instead of being extradited, you have you have 30 days normally to to complete an extradition. They took 86, supposedly because of COVID and everything else, which there's no law that I'm aware of that actually supports that. It's just a, they made a decision supposedly due to, to COVID that, that allowed them to do that. Um, but uh, in Texas, the uh, sheriff, uh, I believe it was, or magistrate there in, in uh, Gainesville or Gaines County, Texas, said, we know we don't have the right paperwork, but, uh, you know, we're going to, in good faith, go ahead and follow through as we did and hand you over and send you back to to uh, Alaska. And uh, they even said there's so many bizarre things, because, again, as soon as you get to anybody involved on January 6th, normal judicial process uh, is suspended yeah. uh, when he was arrested. Uh, uh, besides saying he was a sovereign citizen, they actually had a gun charge on there. He didn't have a gun on him. He didn't have a gun in the car. Mm-hmm. He, he, he never used a gun in Texas, uh, you know, wasn't his thing. But they initially on the initial charges said uh, that he was being arrested for uh, a weapons violation. And, uh, as though he had a concealed weapon in the car loaded or something like that. That was dropped almost immediately, but they charged him with that to get it all amped up, get everybody, you know, stressed out about this, you know, sovereign citizen and everything else. He never made such a claim. And, and, and part of the reason I mentioned that, I started to say it a second ago, is uh, in Utah, we had uh, a mom and her son, the mom had been, asserting that she didn't have to carry have a license plate in her car have a driver's license um and uh she'd been arrested in a local situation was going through trial her son who i think was in his late teens early 20s had made similar assertions and the local police all know about this so they went to pull him over um and he refused to get out of the car didn't recognize their authority to pull him over uh, you know, because he didn't have a plate on the car. And so, you know, uh, I get it. I understand that whole argument. I'm not even arguing with it. Um, there's aspects of what these people are asserting that I, you know, can't really argue with the logic on it. But, you know, you're really pushing the, the limits to, to go there. And so the officers, uh, he wouldn't roll his window down all the way or get out of the car, uh, according to the officer's complaints. And there's video of this. Uh, he had a gun in the holster on the floor and uh, 
the officers, you know, saw it and officers starts yelling, gun, gun, gun. And next thing you know, everybody's shooting bullets in the car and the kid gets uh, assassinated. Oh, my goodness. Now, the context is that the kid was asserting that he had rights as a sovereign citizen. So I go back to my guy when he was arrested and they were using the term and asking him immediately, are you a sovereign citizen? Are you trying to say that you have rights as a sovereign citizen? Are you resisting arrest because you're a sovereign citizen? And my guy's like, what are you talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about. That could have escalated. And then when they put in the gun charge and there's no gun in the car, who was going to do something weird? Did they have some plan that they were, you know, going to have a shootout right then and there? Wow. I mean, uh, there's there's huge questions because he was doing work for me on January 6th stuff. Mm. Somebody knew something was up and they were they were going to amp this up. It just so happens that he was a very straight arrow guy doing very straight arrow work. And uh, that wasn't him. He was just, you know, whatever. But now he's you know, the other thing is this. Uh, another interesting thing on that case. When you uh, extradite, we have uniform extradition code between the states. So uh, we the states agree when they agree to these extraditions that you have uh, 180 days from the time of arrest to bring the person to trial. Mm-hmm. And uh uh otherwise you got to bring them back to the original state if you've if you've gone to all the trouble to arrest somebody and have a move from state to state uh the understanding is that you've got you know six months to get them to you know a fair trial right and that's you know part of the speedy trial stuff here's a person they haven't even set a trial date yet and we're two years wow over two years wow. since he was arrested uh, and the reason is because uh, we caught them. Mm-hmm. We caught them uh, falsifying evidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the original detective was on probation because he, you know, had just come on, so he had supervision by other detectives who then certified what he had done. And yet we proved, uh, and there's been no uh, countermanding uh, attempts to. Uh, uh, prove otherwise that the uh, uh, tapes and phone records, uh, the tapes were altered and don't match the phone records uh, that uh, uh, and we had expert uh, testimony on that Um, and uh, uh, a lot of the arrest records uh, there's information that was alleged in there that even the people that were making the accusation didn't say there's it's it's nowhere in there uh the prosecutors you know just completely out of line so once and there's complaints to the bar association about uh prosecutorial misconduct and things like that the reason i mention those those details is because uh in the state of alaska they are very aware within the judicial system that there's big money on the line that uh there's going to be, uh, you know, claims for damages for what's occurred and that uh, people uh, very likely uh, inside the judicial system are going to jail. Yeah. OK. Losing their jobs so. and going to jail. Yeah. OK. So uh, at the end of the day, 
they're holding him in the court system while they try to figure a way out. Mm -hmm. So he's sitting there cooling his heels for over two years, no trial date set at all. And they are uh, unwilling to uh, dismiss the case. In a normal situation, if you can't get to trial in six months, Mm -hmm. then the person is returned to the original state where they were taken from. Mm And the charges are dismissed with prejudice, which means that when they get their act together, they can go ahead and rearrest and recharge and continue. But mm-hmm. in the meantime, if they haven't figured it out in that six months, they got to stop, back off, and start over again. Um, in this case, they're unwilling to do that because uh, they, um, you know, when that happens, uh, they're not going to be able to easily, uh, first of all, they're not coming back to the charges because there never was any evidence in the first place. Uh, it was all fallacious. Um, and in the second uh, place, I mean, they had two years to come up with somebody somehow to, mm-hmm. to do what they wanted to do uh, and uh, never happened. Uh, uh, in fact, uh, the prosecutor knew that there was medical records showing that no incident occurred and didn't even go get them because they didn't that the, the point of this wasn't to actually go after a criminal it was about uh you know put another trophy on the shelf yeah, and i will question. say this the mm-hmm. stuff that we've uncovered in alaska and it's not unique to alaska it's all across the country we see the same patterns we've figured out a lot of the mischief going on um we've got about 30 different points that appear to be the same in multiple cases mm-hmm. where they are violating the rights of people. Uh, Alaska may be, you know, is just one of many following some of these similar uh, procedures that are unlawful and unconstitutional. And uh, uh, when my guy was in jail up there before we got him out on the bracelet, uh, he talked to numerous uh, other prisoners who had similar complaints about the process that uh, it looks like they just, you know, they care less about what justice is. They just, you know, are, are going their own way. Now, the reason I, I could get buried in that, you know, for hours, honestly, uh, I'll just pause there. Uh, something needs to be done. In fact, I've, I've made inquiries to some of my associates uh, in, uh, in uh, Texas that are in very senior physicians in the judicial system and and ask them to take a look i don't want putting him on the spot but i have asked them to take a look and see if they if if we're misunderstanding something uh we don't think we are but yeah. uh about the lawfulness of holding somebody this long under these kind of circumstances when they haven't been able to bring it to trial uh uh, and the reason, and I'll mention this too, just in, in closing, the reasons they haven't been on brink trial, they want to set a trial date in Alaska. Problem is they haven't disclosed uh, evidence uh, under Brady law. You have to allow a defendant to have all of the evidence right. against him mm-hmm. and uh, including evidence that is exculpatory that would show that he wasn't guilty of whatever. Mm-hmm. Alaska hasn't done that. They keep saying, oh, we did, we did, we did, we did. And and even on rulings on Fourth Amendment rights, uh, no, we've addressed that. We've addressed it. No, they haven't. Uh, in fact, the most recent um, filing in the case is for clarification from the judge involved 
Okay, explain to us again where you ruled that his Fourth Amendment rights uh, had all been protected and all the duties <laughs> of the uh, uh, state and the prosecution had been met in providing the evidence. Uh, that hasn't been answered yet. So, uh, you know, uh, the law is a process. This is this is hard for people, uh, you know, the rest of us to get their minds around. But you do this sparring, it's back and forth, and one side says one thing, the other side, and the judge has to referee between it, unless the judge isn't actually a referee. He's on <laughs> yeah, that's somebody's ball. side, like in this right. case, okay? Right. And uh, along, along that same so, subject, Juan, um, obviously that mm-hmm. uh, just the whole Trump and the 3DAs coming after him. Do you have any insight to uh, Trump? Well, and that's where or, I was going. That's that's yeah. actually where I was going and, right. and even mentioning this case. Um, so the law is a process. Mm-hmm. Uh, prosecutors oftentimes have a lot of latitude, and so do judges. Look at the situation in New York. They actually violated long-standing new york law about judge shopping mm-hmm. to get this judge right on the case and uh uh there's all sorts of people looking at it going hey whoa wait a minute you can't do that and uh it appears that this uh, prosecutor judge shop um this uh prosecutor right. uh took stuff that's actually a misdemeanor um, mm-hmm. and uh, question questionable stuff, whether or not the statute of limitations has expired, et cetera, and proceeded with it anyway uh, because he was trying to get a trophy on his wall. Mm-hmm. There is other cases. And so and so uh, many of the for real experts are saying this is going nowhere. It was dead on arrival when it, when it started. Um, but there are other charges uh, on other cases that will probably happen. And again, that's why I use that imagery of the bull. Uh, by the way, the the bull, the deep state bull, it's not a marathon runner. Uh, the bulls only have so many charges in them because there's a lot of mass there. They're a tank and they just can't get the energy to just charge and charge and charge. And so uh, the, the matador, the megador, Trump in this case is baiting them, taunting them, waving the flag in front of them. You know, in, in the tale of Gilgamesh's colorful coat jacket, and uh, taunting the bull to charge. And each time it charges, it gets more and more worn, worn out. And you think of what's been going on during this intervening last couple of years with the Biden administration and this deep state bull that's been going on here in the country uh they're expending ammo Mm -hmm. they're using players people uh associations networks to try to take out the mega players Mm -hmm. uh to try and take out uh what we're doing uh as uh, citizens and uh what trump and more importantly by the way not just trump but the people behind trump have done to try to expose what's going on in the country. You know, one quick aside, I've said this many times. Trump himself said he was invited to run. Mm -hmm. Who invited him? The White Hats. (laughs) Well, and who are those White Hats, though? See, this is a really important Mm -hmm. question. 
I don't want to be light on it, too, too light on it. Who invited Trump to run? And I will tell you that uh, before President Trump, during the debates, uh, after he announced the run and he had 17 people trying to run for president. Right. And Jeb Bush at one point in time, Jeb Bush, people don't remember this now, uh, coming into the 2016 presidential race, Jeb Bush had 50 percent more money than Hillary did. And Hillary had the most money of anybody uh, other than Jeb Bush. Uh, he had 50 percent more. He had two presidents before him, his dad and his brother. Right. He had all the political machine around him. And uh, uh, I had people that were wanting me to, um, you know, sign on and, and join the Bush thing wow. and all that because he's going to win. And you want to have, you know, some place to, in the, the system and be recognized. I'm like, really? And uh, he was taunting President Trump during uh, one of the early debates, uh, you know, all of us here have people that are backing him from inside the uh, GOP and inside the money and right. and uh, the various agencies. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's clear even by the amount of money I have in my bank account because we've got the support. Mm -hmm. Who's backing you? Okay, who's backing you, Trump? Mm -hmm. And President Trump very quietly, softly, decisively said, 200 generals. And the debate went on. Why is that important? 200 generals. Wow. In the background, in the background, there is a war over protecting America and getting back on track. Uh, Trump, and I've said this numerous times, uh, all the way back to before Trump even announced, who was it? that was uh, in the background schooling Trump on what he'd be up against if he decided to run was Richard Nixon. Hmm. Richard Nixon, after he left office, became very good friends with Trump. Mm -hmm. Richard Nixon and Trump's uncle, who was a professor over at MIT, the professor who actually went and removed all of the materials from Tesla's apartment when Tesla died in 43 hmm. or was murdered. and. Uh, uh, knew all of the uh, other stuff in the background, the energy and everything else. So uh, Nixon, what, what's the other thing about Nixon? What did Nixon do after he, uh, after World War II? Nixon was the naval attorney officer in charge. This is why Eisenhower picked him for the vice presidency. Hmm. Nixon personally supervised the placement of every single German scientist in the American system, Operation in the military, flip. in the business locations, uh, corporations, the military industrial complex, the university system. Nixon knew where all the monsters were buried. That's what he was assigned to do. So uh, as, as the military industrial complex was building out after World War II, Remember, we were going to missiles, we were going to other technologies. Mm -hmm. Nixon was aware of all those intricacies. Why did Eisenhower want Nixon on the VP side? Because he needed somebody that knew that side of everything mm -hmm. to help advise him. Okay? And remember, Nixon knew what the CIA's involvement was going back to OSS, which was the predecessor of CIA and British intelligence. So he knew all those monsters inside those systems because it was our 
our OSS, which turned into CIA, which was in charge of placing those German scientists various places and supervising that placement. And Truman, after uh, he left office, uh, when Kennedy was assassinated in 63, Truman said that he uh, rued the day that he agreed for the creation of the CIA. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he knew the CIA was involved in the assassination of Kennedy. Yeah. Okay. So again, Nixon, seeing all this, being there, and of course they set him up to take him out. Uh, the sequence was that uh, they wanted to get a Rockefeller in the White House, so they put uh, Agnew on the ticket. They knew they could take him out. Nelson Rockefeller comes on as VP. Nixon was going to have to leave, and Rockefeller was going to come in as president. And Nixon said, I won't. Goldwater came to him, told him, you know, it's time for you to go. Uh, you just can't say. He says, I will not let that son of a bitch become president. I won't do that to the American people. And uh, he wouldn't leave until they had an agreement and that allowed Ford to come in and not uh, Rockefeller, who then had the power of the office to then carry through and become president the next time around. Nixon blocked. And then uh, and you have to understand there was a Nixon Rockefeller connection. Rockefeller's created the U.N. Uh, uh, The U.N. building sits on a site that was chosen by Nelson Rockefeller uh, as the, uh, you know, as a slaughterhouse. And where did the money come from for the UN? The Lucis Trust, Luciferian Trust. Mm-hmm. That's been working in the background the whole time. Okay. How did World War One? How did the US get started into World War One? When the Lucis Tania yeah. was sunk. Wow. You have a uh, a component of these Baal Moloch uh, uh, bull worshippers satanic worshipers the devil goes by a thousand names okay uh and taurus the bull the bull that fell from heaven in the tail of gilgamesh and was rampaging on the earth and, and killing and destroying uh, uh before this god man uh, gilgamesh came out and went to battle with them and an enemy from another city came out to join him uh, uh and by the way just to finish the story in the bull in the bullfight there's three rounds of the bullfight. The first round, you have uh, all the uh, players in the spectacle that come out. And there's usually multiple bullfights, so you have multiple matadors out there and the uh, picadors who will weaken the bull around the shoulder and neck before the matador goes to full combat with the bull. And uh, at the tail end of the first round, the bull will come out onto the arena, his head high. They've never been around humans. They're bred. Uh, uh, raised uh, with a, the minimum human contact possible in very remote locations. Mm-hmm. So when you bring a bull in, he's pissed off in the stadium, and he's prancing around the stadium with his head high. Uh, then the second round, the picadors come in in these horses. In the old days, they didn't have any padding, but today they have padding on them, and they get close to the bull, and they damage its shoulder muscles and neck muscles with uh, these picks and hooks. And you'll see these long sticks hanging off the edge of the bull's shoulders uh, where they've been caught in there and they're to weaken them. Then when the matador comes out, the matador is taunting the bull to charge him, charge him, charge him. And there's only so much energy the bull has to charge. The matador at a certain point will actually get down on his knees even to beg the bull to continue to charge him. (laughs) 
and look vulnerable and then deftly get up and use the illusion of the uh, cape in order to uh, get the bull past him. But the matador wants the bull to be very close to him because in the final move, uh, uh, the bull's head gets tired. It's a lot of weight up there and he's been damaged around the head and shoulders, neck and shoulders. So his head hangs lower and lower and that causes the shoulder blades to open up, to widen out. You don't kill the bull through the breast. You don't kill it through the shoulder with the sword. The open spot is right between the spine and the shoulder blade, right straight down to the heart. And so the bull has to get its head down low enough to open that up. And so the matador can't just take a kill shot right off the bat. He has to first wear the bull out with repeated charges and charges and charges until he can finally uh, get that open shot, be close enough, and with the leap in the air, jams the uh, sword down between the shoulder blades. Um, uh, In that part of the spectacle, you have 15 minutes. That's all there is. When you're down to five minutes left in the third round of the bullfight, the fourth horn sounds, and you have five minutes left. If you don't kill the bull in that five minutes, the bull is allowed to recover. Uh, It's nursed back to health, and then it becomes a breeder for more bulls. Uh, And that's really this moment that America's in. We have a tight window left to finish this contest. Uh, there'll be a Cuban Missile Crisis type event. That's not the end of the contest. That's a wake-up call. And then we only have a short while left. That's we like the fourth horn. Is the Cuban of, Missile of, Crisis is like the fourth horn. <laughs> yes, but you still have time left. We have a financial crisis ahead of us. Right. Uh, you know, people get all stressed. What's going to happen with the dollar? What's going to happen with the dollar? What's going to happen? The one thing I would remind you, we're going back to a constitutional republic. It's not a democracy. It's representative government right uh and the uh constitutional money will be fine the uh false fake uh fiat money just like the fiat uh judicial uh, system laws made uh and constructed that have no um basis in the constitution or reality uh just like abortion uh, uh, as a federal mandate. There's lots of things where we are seeing all sorts of falsehoods uh, perpetrated upon the American people that have nothing to do, no basis in uh, the Constitution. And those will fail, and they must, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be federal taxation of the citizens, mm-hmm. uh, federal gun controls, uh, uh, federal agencies being used to uh, thwart the ability of the citizens to have conversations publicly through these various uh, pseudo-public-private agencies. That must stop. It is part of what has to be done to save America. Uh, Let me step inside. I see it's just about ready to start to rain here. Thank you, sir. Um, But that's So if you have have constitutional money, you're going to be fine, which is gold and silver. If you have dollars uh, that are just paper fiat, or if you have laws that are paper fiat that have no basis in reality, you might be in serious trouble. Does that make sense? Yes. 
That's why I partnered with Kirk Elliott to help people get free consultation around gold and silver. <laughs> so, well, and, and I and I, I will tell you this. So a lot of people think that we're just um, you know out here trying to you know make a buck and promote stuff and and you know that uh, uh, that's just happens scam or something. Look, if you've got money tied up in the markets, your four hundred one k and other things. Uh, you're you're making a bet that in a year, five years, ten years, thirty years, um, that is still going to be a good bet, and that you'll get return on investment in uh, dollars that will be worth, you know, something more than what you put in. It's an investment mm -hmm. that may or may not be true. So. Uh, but you cannot complain if you if you've decided to make uh, the wheel spinning and you live with the consequences of, of what you bet on. Mm -hmm. Personally, uh, I'm betting on America returning to constitutional uh, republic uh, theme. We are going to make America great again. And those... Uh, inventions and conventions that have usurped authority away from the American people and stolen away their constitutional rights, uh, they will be um, uh, taken down. And those people that bet are almost betting against America, even though they may not realize it. Not everybody who says, brother, 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 I love you and I'm your best friend and, and I'm here for you forever is actually your brother or looking out for you. Uh, uh, you know, it's a, it, there is a Judas complex. Mm -hmm. uh, and in Judas's case, held um, the bag. Well, that sounds like a lot of the politicians that uh, we're supposed to be trusting in, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, if you're betting on the uh, politicians, uh, you better bet on the right ones. And the ones that I'm personally uh, backing are the ones that want to go back to a constitutional republic, a constitutional understanding mm -hmm. before it was perverted, uh, overthrown, usurped by legal constructs within the judicial system mm -hmm. and go back to uh, citizen rights and authorities to protect the citizens from unlawful um, expansion of government or uh, application of government powers uh, that are fiat, that are fake, out of uh, thin air because some politicians decided that they could do it. Just like changing the rules on uh, arrest and uh, prosecution procedures over COVID. Yeah, exactly. Uh, something so, that so, was so itself Juan, there's a bullshit. Lot, there's a lot of people asking about Nassara, Gassara, and crypto. I didn't know if you had any opinion on any, any of those three. Uh, yeah, let me just say this. And I, I talked about it, uh, you know, month, month and a half ago. There was a gentleman that... Um, said something on uh, um, uh, Nick Vimmons station over in uh, London mm -hmm. and it wasn't nefarious it just 
happened. He's one of the, you know, crypto guys. And he said, well, or somebody like that, uh, said something on Gassar and Asar and, and promoted it or whatever, which was not true. It was a mistake on his part. Mm -hmm. uh, he commingled something that somebody else said as though it was me. It was a mistake. I've yeah. been very clear on everything Gassar and Asar, as far as I'm concerned, uh, for over a decade. Okay. Uh, even even two decades, if you want to go back to the uh, the whole thing with the uh, uh, DNR and all that out of uh, Iraq, uh, mm -hmm. when people were trying to get everybody to to invest in the DNR. Yeah. Um, that was had Hillary won, that that whole operation there would have um, matured, and they would have had a uh, run on the dollar and uh, this thing to make uh, essentially a Gassara and Nassara thing happen to their advantage. Uh, what would have happened to all the people that, uh, you know, in the Ponzi scheme scam, in order to cash in your money, you have to have a plan to use 90% of it for, you know, public good, you know, uh, save all the uh, children, uh, heal all the vets, uh, provide safe refuge for all the space aliens with their space stocks, whatever it is. Okay. <laughs> and we'd be in FEMA camps, and, right? And so then the, the bankers, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to show up at the bank. You're only going to have a few hours to do it. And, uh, you have to be ready to go on a moment's notice. And then when you do, uh, they're going to examine it. If all your documentation is right, you're going to get money for your, a charity thing in a special account and then 10% of it or whatever is going to go for your own personal. Everybody's going to have their own personal 747s. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know who's going to service them, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But you're all going to have your own ranches and they're going to have 50,000, 100,000 acres each and all this other stuff. Yeah, but nobody put The reality in is, <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> the reality is there's a couple angles there. If all of a sudden you put that much money into circulation, uh, it would have a highly inflationary effect yeah. because everybody would want the same 747. Instead of buying a uh, used 747 for $30 million, uh, the used 747 would be going for $3 billion, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, everybody would want the same ranches and farms. Yeah. Um, prices would just go to the moon because uh, it's uh, – supply demand all of a sudden you have a whole bunch of essentially paper chasing a limited amount of goods right. uh the other thing is is that uh you'd be a day late and a dollar short it's a secret insider handshake thing yeah the guys that were going to get to the bank on time that were going to get the notice just on time to be there at the secret hour that's all an insider scam club and they let a couple people through just to make it look good Mm -hmm. uh, that looked like they were just, you know, innocent as can be and, and whatever. And I know, no, they, they were not, you know, secret club members. Okay. Whatever. Uh, the reality is it was a way to transfer wealth to their club while they were also taking down, uh, the uh, Western currencies, not just the dollar and, uh, moving power, uh, decisively into the crypto community mm -hmm. uh that's what was exposed behind the scenes that most people don't have any clue about 
with with the McAfee whack operation, oh. and uh, okay. uh, at some point that will get a broader understanding. It's not quite now, but that's why I asked uh, Jen to do the art of McAfee. She has I have this some prints on. there. Uh, the oh, shirt I love. <laughs> is that is that a cool shirt or what? That yeah, is. <laughs> I mean, seriously, in person, mm. is that cool? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, when I wear my McAfee jacket or my shirt, people just like, wow. I, in fact, I have a, uh, a friend who's a real, for real a billionaire. And uh, uh, he got one of, I didn't realize it was him. I, I, it, we just went out with the name of one of the secretaries. We sent it out. And uh, I went and visited him his office. And when he come in, He's all proud. He closes the door, and there on the side beside his desk, he's got his McAfee uh, uh, canvas. He had it framed. It looked pretty awesome. <laughs> he says, "Oh yeah, it's the greatest," and it just looks so badass in person. I just love the colors on it. So anyway, um, but and and the reason he did that, by the way, that that particular friend, he had a lot of crypto stuff, and I had warned him. Uh, you know, to be aware of what's going on there and what, what the rest of the scam was. Uh, and, uh, of course, that was before FTX uh, and the whole revelation that they were shifting money into Ukraine from the U.S. here. Uh, all that money was supposedly going for arms. Huge portions of it were then being reinvested by the Ukrainian government in uh, uh, these brokerage firms like FTX, into the cryptos and then those brokerage firms were then sending money back to support political campaigns in the u.s coming up in the 2022 election yeah and the so and and, and you know you, that's yeah. the kind of yeah. mischief that was going on yeah and so and so, do you, so do you do you suggest anybody uh, hedges a little bit with some crypto or some of these uh these these currencies that are supposedly supposed to be revalued um uh, I will tell you that I do have some crypto uh, that I got, uh, you know, quite a long time ago and I've not sold. Uh, and so I do watch it and monitor it just because I have a position to, to pay attention. Right. But uh, it's uh, a pretty, you know, modest amount. Mm -hmm. You know, it's in the uh, it's in the. uh, uh low six figures. Mm -hmm. So the only reason that I say that is um, uh, I do believe there is still a move left ahead. A lot of timing uh, to get out. And uh, will it come back up where it was previously? Uh, and beyond that, I do think so. Uh, I do think you'll see it get up into the high five figures. Because what, cause what, um, what I've heard of Juan, I want to get your advice end, on real quick, just real quick, is that is that mm, during yeah. the transition from the Babylonian financial system to the new uh, to, to our new system that's going to be gold backed and silver backed, uh, will you need some crypto to buy and sell for a while? Right, that was kind of the question that. Uh, you know, uh, you're getting into a lot of intricacies that. Maybe say it this way. Um, anybody that says that they know exactly how this is going to break moving forward right. is is probably fooling themselves. Okay. Right. Uh, part of the deal is there's more options as we go in some areas. 
uh, are we going to have a Cuban Missile Crisis type event? Uh, uh, that's pretty locked in stone because there's certain triggers that have to happen for information uh, transfer and computer transfer for other things going on in the system. Is there going to be some kind of a broad financial uh, chaos crisis? Uh, that also is pretty locked. In or it's the last phase of what's coming, mm -hmm. and um, uh, almost certainly to the 90th plus percentile, let's put it that way, comes after, not before this uh, Cuban Missile Crisis type event. Mm -hmm. uh, is there scenarios where it could be slightly different? Yeah. Uh, again, um, there's certain things that are locked in what has to happen um, in gaming this out on the computers. There's other things that are squishier. Uh, if you said it's going to happen and you had a playbook and it's just this plays next, this plays next, this plays next, this, the other side would know that also. Um, uh, there's options depending on how things break and what happens. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, for example, uh, had Hillary won, uh, uh, the cryptos now would be probably trading up there around $3 million for Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. But the dollar would be completely wiped out. It'd be down to you know 10% of its value or less. And uh, you would already be today between various uh, events um, with a population here in the country radically less than it is right now. That was the plan and uh, power being ceded over to international bodies to help protect America because we're on the ropes so bad. Uh, there was a nuclear event that was planned uh, a year before the election uh, up in uh, Seattle uh, for 11-3 of 2019. I talked about that at the time uh, uh, fairly extensively. And uh, that was thwarted. They had an, an, uh, an intent uh, to... to have a um, release of a pathogen uh, there on Wilshire Boulevard in early February of uh, 2019. There was an intent to have a radiological event that followed that and uh, probably blamed on Iran and then North Korea for the Seattle event. Mm. So there was lots of things that didn't happen um, that the other side had planned, but they were were based around having the right person in office to utilize these events and other things prior to that to put us in an escalating series of chaotic events right. that would have put all Americans in massive fear. You'd have already had populations moving heavily uh, uh, towards the interior of the country and um, uh, a real breakdown, a societal breakdown. Um, that didn't occur. We were given a space of time uh, and consolidation. Uh, are those things still possible? Uh, the other side would like to think so, but they're very quickly getting uh, cornered. They have options too, also. Uh, so are they? have they played all of their cards, uh, this deep state black hat, uh, globalista no not not by any stretch mm -hmm. so uh you know the game is on and you know we're past 
That's plan A, plan B, plan G. Uh, <laughs> we're way down the list. Right. Uh, we still have lots of risk. They still have lots of cards left to play. Um, and so uh, to say that, you know, uh, you know exactly what the next moves are going to be implies that it is a rigid game plan as opposed to uh, options based on things that happen that maybe nobody can anticipate or predict. Uh, uh, men make their plans and God laughs. Yeah. Both good guys and bad guys. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, to your audience specifically, um, uh, Thomas Jefferson, when they were trying to come up with the, uh, you know, Constitution and everybody agreed to it, they couldn't agree on certain terms. And he said, uh, before all of the men gathered, he said, if there's one thing I've learned in my long life, which he was an elderly man, mm -hmm. most men died in their 30s and 40s in those days. Mm -hmm. And he was in his 80s. Uh, you know, he'd taken care of himself, eaten properly, and, and watched himself. Uh, Thomas Jefferson said, uh, if there's one thing I've learned in my uh, old age, it is that God governs in the affairs of men. Mm -hmm. uh, and that uh, power, men, their lives, it doesn't happen in a vacuum, that God is there present. Uh, whether it's uh, the individual or the nation, and I'm bridging, I'm, I'm abbreviating what he said and, and like that, but that with that in mind, how can the nation rise or fall without God's um, presence and blessing? And therefore, he called them all to pray. And the men literally got down on their knees and prayed at their chairs uh, till they came up with the uh, agreement resolution for the Constitution. Uh, uh, God governs in the affairs of men today. And all those that may think that they know how this is going to play out with precision, uh, God's able to throw some fun twists, curves, monkey wrenches, <laughs> etc., in there, yeah. uh, including for both sides. How many times in your life have you said, you know, God, I need you to do this. You got to do this for me. Please help me. I need this outcome. And, uh, but you need to, add the caveat every time according to your will please father mm -hmm. why because be careful what you wish for mm -hmm. you might just get it uh -huh. okay there's lots of things when you know you get down the road later in life and you go oh my gosh i'm glad that didn't happen yeah, because i <laughs> didn't see this or this or this you know right. things that you think it would have been the greatest thing in the world and down the road you turn around and go, you know, if I'd had this, I'd have never got that. I'd have never been in this place. I'd have never met that person. Um, you know, that's why the scripture also says, uh, all things work together for good to those who know and love Christ Jesus. Yes. So the devil Romans eight twenty eight may, <laughs> yeah, he may, want to do things, even things that look like they're the most horrible thing in the world. And uh, God uh, takes the energy, the momentum, and turns it um, to something important, beautiful, etc. You know, President Trump being charged, you know, 
oh, how terrible, how horrible, how everything. Um, and yet the bull, the deep state bull, uh, is charging and getting worn out. Mm -hmm. uh, our enemies are expending ammo that uh, they won't be able to turn on us in some horrible way. Wearing them down is actually part of the process of protecting the American people yes. because as they get more and more worn out, uh, they, in the charge, they aren't up in the stands uh, killing everybody else. Okay. Oh, they're being exposed uh, everywhere. <laughs> uh, yes, and, and, and we're learning more over time. Had uh, Trump signed the Insurrection Act back in December 18th of 2020, as uh, his friends, I call them Job's advisors, had been pressing him to do there in the White House that evening, um, we would probably have fallen into the same problem that Lincoln had. Lincoln signed the Insurrection Act, and that led to the Civil War uh, with the largest loss of life of American citizens uh, of any of the wars, you know, at that time, uh, as a percentage of the population, you know, huge. And um, this intervening period with Trump letting go of the rope, not playing the tug of war, and letting these people show themselves, show their alliances their ways of doing business and the american people see it and uh get to the point where we now have the house hearings where their methodologies their contacts uh their alliances within the three-letter agencies being exposed things that wouldn't have come out then where these people would have been embedded in places hiding yes. to mm -hmm. go against the american people uh methodically systematically relentlessly we are now exposing understanding the information on who all these players are and then i will tell you that uh, uh military intelligence and the judge advocate general's uh, staff are looking at all of these matters uh, just, uh you can't get to just it's some but in in many ways it's bought and paid for and it's it's very controlled the patriot act has uh usurped a lot of authorities and damaged a lot of authorities and mechanisms yes. for the way that our justice system works uh with that in mind uh the final safety is uh military justice and we have been attacked at the nation state level by outside uh, forces. Uh, yeah. uh, Director of the Office of National Intelligence, uh, Mr. Radcliffe, uh, and I've misstated that a couple of times. I have to be, I wanna make very sure. I've actually said Radcliffe and that's not true. He's not a rat, number one. And it was a misstatement on my part. Uh, Director of Office of National Intelligence, Radcliffe, mm -hmm. um, said three days before the report was due concerning foreign interference in the election back in 2020. On December 15th, he said publicly, China had been involved in interfering in the 2020 election, mm -hmm. but because agency heads and analysts in those agencies 
uh, didn't like what they found because uh, it didn't say Russia, Russia, Russia. It was China, China, China interfered in the election. They didn't want to provide their information to the president and to the other agency heads. So they were defiant. They were insubordinate uh, in legal terms, in military terms. Uh, uh, being insubordinate is, uh, if you're in a, in a wartime condition, it's a treasonable act. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh and those military intelligence and judge advocate general uh, personnel were in fact present all the way back to the day that President Trump was inaugurated. President Trump, when he took office, instituted a number of things that relate to uh, military uh, oversight over portions of our government. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, March 13th to 2020, he declared uh, COVID a national emergency. Uh, March 15th, he locked up Cheyenne Mountain and the related complexes, about 100 of them, uh, uh, on a wartime setting. He said, there's out of an abundance of, of caution. Wow. Yeah, well, there's lots of there's lots of minor complexes, uh, including the aircraft, the EC-3Bs mm-hmm. that uh, are the Airborne Command Post. Okay. Uh, all of those locations network. And uh, so there's no single point failure. Mm-hmm. in our uh, nuclear and beyond uh, response capability. But he, he closed those up. He said, out of an abundance of caution, uh, because we may have already, uh, we may have been attacked. We may already be at war and not realize it yet. Mm-hmm. So out of an abundance of caution, we're going to close up. Why? Because was still early on as it claiming it is if uh, you get people inside of a complex with a communicable disease uh, they could you know our nuclear deterrent capability and other deterrent capability could be diminished we can't take that chance and and remember even in the last few weeks we've had more and more information where CIA and other agencies didn't want to be cooperative about the gain of function work being done over in Wuhan yeah. it was coming paid for by U.S. agencies but the reality is they were in denial in China that their um, their weaponized COVID materials had in fact gotten loose by accident or intent irrelevant uh, they'd gotten loose and China didn't admit to the world that there was a problem it could have been closed off right there in that area of China and not gotten loose, but they were in denial that they'd had a problem, didn't, yeah. didn't warn the world. And so you had people that were coming and going, uh, and they knew it to infect the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, very similar to what would have happened with the release of the biological agents at the Guatemalan Cultural Center on Wilshire Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Uh, a year earlier if right. if that had not been nipped in the bud because uh, where that release would have happened uh, if it had been allowed to take place, which it wasn't because we sent in uh, uh, special forces uh, uh, personnel, uh, including our units to go and deal with uh, nuclear release and, and uh, WMD releases. Uh, they took those out in two Kevlar uh uh, bags and put them on the helicopter and went different directions. 
um, uh, seizing that at nine o'clock at night on Wilshire Boulevard, one of the busiest streets in the world, uh, with no forewarning, no police, no nothing. It was said it was an exercise, uh, wow. but uh, completely insane. You'd never, you'd never allow helicopters to land in that kind of environment without all sorts of protections. It was, it was the real deal. Mm-hmm. And we have video of that and it's out there on the internet and people can go look. Um, uh, that would have been the release of uh, the uh, COVID there amongst those hotels, starting at the Standard Hotel and right down the group, uh, several hotels, I think six hotels. There's an underground bus way that starts right there. It's Guatemalan Cultural Center. Mm-hmm. And then they'd have covered the trail with radiological dispersion as they were demolishing the building, which was supposed to start the following week. And the dump trucks leaving the area with the radiological spreading, uh, um, you know, uh, nuclear waste materials on the streets there in L.A. Uh, And by the way, just so you know, uh, the week before that was supposed to happen, not quite a week, that's Mm -hmm. when Nancy Pelosi was trying to take 93 relatives on U.S. Air Force aircraft out of Washington, D.C. for her world tour. So she and all of her family were going to be conveniently outside the United States as a biological and radiological event began (laughs) in Southern California. And President Trump says, oh, gosh, we're in government shutdown right now. Um, We can't. (laughs) <laughs> let those airplanes go but if you want to take private aircraft you want to take commercial go ahead and nancy was going around in circles in the buses <laughs> going what's happening nancy are we going to be okay you told us that we needed to be here we had to be here because there's the possibility something might happen and you warned us privately you've got to be on that bus and are we going to be okay yeah yeah we're going to be fine nancy so one one uh, um, one one last kind of thought. I know we've had you for over an hour, and we really appreciate your extra time. The uh, the whole twenty twenty four election and having the Dominion system still intact. Uh, obviously, we can't let that happen. So I imagine all this has to come down before um, a twenty twenty four election. Do you have any um, thoughts about some scenarios that might play out? after the Cuban Mission crisis. Well, first of all, let me just say this, right right in the context of this moment, of course, Fox News just announced a settlement yesterday with uh, the Dominion ES and S people for $787 million yeah. um, over a defamation suit where uh, Fox had supposedly said some things about Dominion and the way they were used and, you know, throwing the election some of their hosts had said some stuff and so they got in this huge suit yeah um, I, I think that we can watch we can watch the advertising on Fox now mm-hmm. we won't know who gets paid what for the advertising wouldn't surprise me that they get a whole bunch of really nice advertising now with high ticket values on on the ad time to offset some of those expenses by the usual players why why would something like that happen because you want to scare everybody else from saying anything that's not the authorized uh, version so how many people are going to feel very comfortable talking about the um 
uh, Dominion systems and, and the throne vote and election stuff and all that when Fox just had to pay out this huge amount of money. And like what happened with Alex Jones up there in Sandy Hook. And uh, he's still broadcasting, but, you know, he had to back down. We have lots of information that a reasonable person asked the question, what the hell is going on there uh, up there at Sandy Hook? But you got real players and they say it's, you know, not true and you've damaged them and all that. So uh, time will tell. Uh, we have uh, mischief going on on who's uh, behind some of these false flags and and uh, uh, use of three-letter agencies and their authorities uh, uh for supposedly the protection of the American people. Uh, you know, as President Trump said uh, before he was elected uh, and, and after he was elected votes, he says, before I'm done, you'll know exactly who brought those buildings down. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, we're not done. We have a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff that revelations that need to occur. Um, the 2020, uh, you know, you can put me in the election denier phase. Yeah, I'm there uh, too. <laughs> it's 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 not over, mm -hmm. uh, and we have all sorts of revelations happening right now. Uh, the stuff in Arizona that Carrie Lake, uh, who was a member of my uh, coalition of candidates, mm -hmm. uh, fantastic job that the people around her are doing, mm -hmm. um, uh, looking at the way that the vote in 2022 was conducted and with additional information going back on 2020. Right. Uh, we continue to have uh, revelations coming out through the judicial system about 2020. Uh, I had somebody that was tied into the whole Leonardo scenario. Uh, I just uh, visited with them here in the last uh, couple weeks and uh said that uh, twice now, six weeks ago and, and two and a half months ago, uh, actually probably seven weeks now and a little over two and a half months, that they had been contacted uh, to verify that they were going to make themselves available and were still willing to testify concerning the data that passed uh, through Italy and up to Leonardo satellites. Uh, for the uh, vote information going into the U.S. Right. So we'll see how that happens. Most likely that testimony, and it wasn't uh, clarified beyond a certain point, would be for congressional committees still looking at those details. And, of course, uh, we know that there's um, stuff going on in the banking system, uh, UBS out of Switzerland, and uh, shadow financing of the corporations coming back into the ownership of the Dominion systems here in the U.S. Uh, so uh, how will that play out and what will be the uh, uh, import of that? Is that part of the material that uh, Director Radcliffe wanted to present in his report uh, December 18th of 2020 that he couldn't submit because the agencies wouldn't provide their information? Uh, we will see. Uh, and when that information does come out, remember, if, if you have the director of the FBI, director of the CIA, director of NSA, director of National Reconnaissance Office, director of CISPA, Cyber Intelligence, Cybersecurity uh, Organization and Homeland Security, 
those directors are voted by Congress to those positions. What's their legal authority not to obey a direct order from the President of the United States, which is the executive order concerning using all available resources inside the uh, Office of Homeland Security to watch for, monitor, and report on foreign interference in all federal elections from that point forward. That was uh, put in place September 12, 2018. What's the authority? What's the legal basis for the directors of those agencies not to provide the intelligence product that their agencies have to the president of the United States? How can they defy a direct order from the president? Are they more powerful than the president? (laughs) The only reason they felt that they could get away with it is because Congress being majority Democrat was in collusion with them. Don't supply the report and we're not going to do anything about it. We're not going to ask you about it because we don't want the information coming into the public side or to the uh, president's side concerning foreign interference because we got the guy we wanted into office. Mm -hmm. So when Congress voted, when, when, uh, the senators and the House members voted to certify the election results on January 6th of 2021. They did so without any information concerning foreign interference from the largest investigative machine on planet Earth, Homeland Security. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did not have any of the data, even though the director of the Office of National Intelligence, the guy that headed all those agencies said there was Chinese interference. Congress didn't want to hear it. Yeah. Hear no evil, see no evil, say no evil. And they voted without the benefit of that intelligence oversight. That's what the Brunson case is about. Yes. Uh, that that uh, Ted Cruz and 150 members of Congress in the House, you know, in Senate, uh, uh, asked for a investigation concerning uh, the the election. And by the way, that would have included bringing in the directors of those agencies and asking them, you know, what they had right. and why didn't you provide it to the president, okay? Uh, that you didn't get justice then, there's no statute of limitations on treason. Right. And that was if, because President Trump closed up Cheyenne Mountain the nuclear component of the American military system uh, into a wartime setting, not the general military, only a strata of the military on a wartime setting. When they defied that direct order and it was in a wartime condition, uh, we come in and find out that there was Chinese interference as Director Radcliffe said. And I don't think he made those statements lightly. I don't think he was being trivial or frivolous in saying that. He put his whole career on the line. When he did that, he warned Chinese interference. These guys didn't uh, jump out and say, yeah, 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 okay, we'll let you know. They were in collusion with other members of Congress and uh, uh, domestic and foreign players in putting America in the teeth 
of a foreign monster. And when that comes out and gets dealt with, it won't get dealt with in the judicial system because it's an act of war to interfere in a foreign country's election. Uh, uh, It will get dealt with in military courts. That is coming. Mm -hmm. And the understanding that at the very least, Mm -hmm. the election results of 2020 cannot be relied on. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you would uh, President Trump never conceded the election, yep. never said lost. If the election results can't be verified because they were interfered with too much, even if it appears that Trump won, the very least condition would be that they're invalidated. Therefore, Trump is never debriefed, read down, released from duty. Uh, uh, until you're debriefed, you're still considered active. Uh, I had uh, dealing with an aircraft called Lady Be Good over in Libya, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, uh, is still being held in a particular place waiting for me to come get it. And uh, uh, when it was discovered in 1959 out in the desert uh, by the Dakota uh, uh, drilling company that, that maps for oil drilling, at that time, uh, it had gone down in uh, 43, uh, it was 43 or 43, and um, hadn't been discovered until 59, but it was perfectly preserved out in the desert. And the crew that saw it from the air says, hey, you know, calls back to uh, uh, the uh, Air Force base that was shared with the Brits there in, in uh, Libya. And uh, says we found your aircraft. They're like, what, what aircraft are you talking about? No, it's right here. It's got to be yours. It looks, you know, like it just crashed. And uh, so they figured out what aircraft it was. It went out. It had not been removed from the records in the Army Air Force Air Corps, uh, which was the predecessor to the Air Force, uh-huh. uh, uh, which came into being in '47. It was still shown as an active but missing aircraft. It wasn't until my friend went out there and uh, led the crew that decommissioned the aircraft, removed all of the guns and munitions from the aircraft, uh, as well as a few other things. And then it was formally decommissioned, taken out of active duty, Mm -hmm. uh, that it was gone. President Trump, if you find that the election was invalid, that it was invalidated through interference and that the results... Um, even if known uh, because of various things, you know, can't be fully, completely uh, locked in, then uh, uh, because he didn't uh, concede the election, he de facto becomes the ongoing uh, commander-in-chief and uh, president, you know, which is more powerful, which is more important, president or commander-in-chief president's just a policing action it's administrative it's the office work commander-in-chief uh the president is aimed internally into the administration of the corporation or the country the the states the way the government works uh, to its citizens commander-in-chief is external Mm -hmm. to other nations and to other militaries and so the more powerful position the one that carries the bigger stick the bigger gun 
is commander in chief and president trump not being uh properly relieved of duty uh passing the baton then remains in the position and is recognized to have remained in the position of commander in chief until a lawful election uh that will be representative of the citizens of the country can be conducted. And uh, that might be a while because uh, Trump said even over this last weekend, uh, when he comes back into office, we're going to have the largest mass deportations in the history of the world Mm -hmm. out of the U.S. of all these people coming in uh, from around the world invading America, a replacement population. We're going to have arrests of these traders that would not provide their investigative product they're just our employees they do not have the legal authority to defy an executive order of the representative of the american people Mm -hmm. the president of the united states the commander-in-chief they had no authority not to give that information about foreign interference in the election there's a lot of dominoes to fall and in the end, uh, election 2020 is the core of everything, not even 2022. Yeah. It's all about election 2020. Yeah, I agree with that. And that's, a, that's exciting to me just to see everything that's coming out of the Cary Lake and every, everywhere else. So, Juan, we've, uh, we've uh, overstayed our welcome with you. We want to make sure we can just, uh, do you have a few more minutes so we can pray for you and maybe you can say a prayer as well? We'd love to pray for I would look forward to it, please. Yeah. Do you have any specific prayer requests that uh, personal for you that we could uh, lift up? Well, you know, uh, I'm a newlywed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, so I've had over a month of marital bliss. Uh, And the beauty of it is that uh, Jennifer and I met uh, in the course of the work that we're doing. And it was very platonic but we got to enjoy each other's company uh, for a couple of years before we even went on our first date. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, then I decided at a certain point that, you know, I told her, I says, um, you know, at this point, our lives are so intertwined. I don't know. I I don't want to know what it would be like not to have you in my life, uh, I don't know how I'd function. Um, I think we actually should be dating. <laughs> <laughs> and so we actually, you know, it sounds very business-like, uh, mechanical, but that was that was the way that I said it. I said, you know, I, I think we should be dating. And then uh, about uh, six months later, um, I actually asked her to marry me. And uh, so we, but I was at that time, I wanted to get married in October, October 7th, 107 day. And, uh, (laughs) but because of the elections and everything, all the things I'm involved in that just, you know, within a few weeks, I said, oh my gosh, what am I thinking? And uh, we pushed it off. We were going to get married in January and then uh, a little bit later, but we decided just to run off and get married uh, and, uh, then because uh, I had so much other business going on and uh, we'll do something more formal later when the dust settles and uh, so we are uh, a short ways in but uh, certainly uh, uh, blessings uh, for uh, long life and health 
for us. And then um, even in the work that we're doing, I do consider my activities um, uh, as a ministry to the country and to the world. And I, and I have approached it that way all the way along. And so uh, I've kind of put everything personal really off to the side because it's such a critical moment uh, uh, that uh, that's that's kind of the the role I'm I'm in and and, uh, and be out there supportive for what needs to be done with the president, the military, uh, more importantly, even behind the president and uh, uh, for the people of the country. So uh, you know, strength and health to continue on with that as we've enjoyed all the way along uh, for both Jennifer and I, that'd be a, a, a beautiful prayer. And then uh, clarity of mind uh, as I continue to try to give the information to people that they need. Uh, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, let's fix that. And that's what you're doing, blessed to teach. Mm -hmm. uh, that's our role and that uh, uh, more workers uh, get to the fields which are ripe to harvest. Uh, there's not enough of us in the field. Let's get some more out there and, and uh, do a full harvest. Uh, this is America's moment to shine as was foreseen and prophesied and prayed for from the pilgrims forward. Mm -hmm. This is our moment in history to go make a difference out in the world and to be about our Father's work. Amen. Amen. Uh, just real quickly, would you mind talking a little bit about how people can support you? I guess Jennifer's site, would that be the main thing here of Jennifer's site? Or is there, a, how can they get your books, uh, the third edition coming out, anything to, around that? That this would be the site. Well, Jennifer has, Jennifer has her site, thejennifermack.com. She's got some fun stuff over there. And, um, you know, I've got my first and second edition there. So it'll be there shortly. Uh, and uh, you know the the fun stuff. Uh, of course, the second edition uh, has Milani on the back with the dress, which was the mm -hmm. last message in the language of flags to America and the world, 2020. Uh, and that comes from my first edition, uh, which has President Trump on the back, um, where every page has the uh, orange cube on it, which is what Trump sent as the message to the world. Uh, as they left, left office, uh, and I've talked about that previously too. So two beautiful communications in the first and second editions, and, and Jennifer has those over on the site. Yeah, I'm uh, looking at it right now. It's and, thejennifermack.com. I'll put it in the show notes too. Thejennifermack.com. Yep, correct? yep. And oh. she also has over there, I think right now, uh, something with uh, the... Uh, canvas prints on the Megador and also uh, flags over there and uh, with the Megador right on it. So it's a lot of fun. You know, just we're, you know, it, it, let me just say this, uh, you know, the books are done to be a tabletop thing that you leave out in the room for relatives and friends uh, where they can open up anywhere in the book and it has something that will probably catch their interest. You can read it cover to cover, but you can also pick it up in various places. And it's a tool for discussion mm -hmm. with friends and relatives. And uh, 
you know, that's what people have really enjoyed, I think, about the book. Um, I, you know, um, and uh, I, I'm just trying to help folks out in their mission locally amongst friends and families to have points. You know, you might be out of the room, out of the house, and somebody picks it up and, and goes through it, and it it will help them to think through how do we get to this situation, what's the history, and and some of the solutions moving forward. Uh, I think it does a good job of it. It's got you know five star reviews everywhere, uh, uh, tens of thousands, and, and uh, you know I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, um, multiple, I have multiple copies of both, uh, signed by Juan. Uh, just beautiful. You can get the signature ones as well. It looks like here on the website I'm looking at. So make sure you go to yeah. thejennifermack.com. I put the link in um, uh, the uh, you, uh, sorry Facebook as well as Rumble as well as Backstage. So make sure you go uh, support Juan and that. But uh, let me lift you up right now, uh, Juan, and then, then maybe guests can. If anybody else wants to do maybe two or three more. And then, uh, Juan, we'd love to have you close us out if you don't mind. Um, All right. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for Juan O'Savin and everything that he's doing for the country right now, Lord. We know that uh, he has put everything aside. Uh, Lord, we thank you for that. And we just uh, we thank you for bringing him, his soulmate, here um, in, in this uh, time that he's really having to spread himself very thin, Lord. And so we just pray you amplify his time, allow him to prioritize and just give him your priorities, Lord. May he just... Uh, will you make his path straight as he just submits everything to you, Lord? And Lord, we just pray for a blessing on he and Jennifer Mack. I uh, just pray for uh, a, a, this uh, honeymoon period that they're going through right now, right, Lord? That they'll just extend for years and years. And they'll just be passionate and love and have fun together. And Lord, you protect them and to bless them as they move forward, Lord. We just thank you for him. Give him the clarity of mind he's asked for. Allow, allow, uh, allow this... Uh, uh, and by the, I'm just going to lift up the, the name above all names, Jesus. And by that power of the name above all names and by the power of his blood that he shed, by that power and authority, we call down this cabal in the mighty name of Jesus. We call in the remnant to take possessions of the land. Lord, may they be led uh, by beautiful uh, patriots such as Awan to understand uh, what actions to take, how to pray. Lord, may we pray as a body of believers for this country, for this world, and for um, the patriots that are in the front line for their protection and their blessings, Lord. We thank you for them. Uh, we love you, Lord. And we say these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Gus, would you mind praying as well? And anybody else would like to pray? Yes, I sure will. <clears throat> Abba, Father, we come before you tonight praying for Juan O'Savin and Jennifer Mack, Lord. Lord, I would just want to pray for long life and health and just vibrance in the relationship, Lord. We pray that you're in it because that threefold cord is tough to break, Lord. And we pray uh, that you would grant him clarity and focus of mind, Lord. He's already contacted and reached out to countless souls out there, Lord. But we pray, I pray that you would open up doors that no man could shut to the ones who have not heard of Juan O'Savin or his many messages about the times that we're in right now, Lord. We pray that you grant him favor in that and that you would open up those other doors and reach over that 80%, Lord. Let's move toward 90, 95, maybe 100%, Lord. Let him hear the message that Juan has, Lord. Uh, Lord, we pray that you you 
Surround him with your holy angels of all rankings and divisions and protect him, Lord. Protect him and Jennifer Mack and their home and wherever he travels to, Lord. And we ask all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Amen. Who else would like to pray? And we have tons of prayer warriors out there. Don't be bashful. <laughs> Nat from Sweden, go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> I'm honored to pray for you, Sean. John. John. Oh, I have so. Juan. <laughs> I'm sorry. Juan. Oh, dear, dear Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that we have Juan here among us. He is a great warrior for you, Father God, and we ask you in the name of Jesus that you will bless him and Jennifer in everything they will do in life, that they will choose to love each other in every part of things that's going on. We ask you, Father God, for, we, for that love between them your love jesus your love because your love is so strong that nothing can break that love so we thank you father god for loving them so much to put them together in this wonderful marriage thank you father god and bless them both and bless them uh, in the way they are going now father god and protect them like I said, with your warrior angels over them, watch over them, watch over their lives and bless them in everything they will do. We thank you that you will also extend more and more uh, of your goodness, Father God, and your Holy Spirit in them both. Mm -hmm. We pray thank in you. Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Now I'm just going to add one more quick, quick prayer there is that Heavenly Father, just, just have the Holy Spirit presence come across Juan right now into Jennifer. And I pray that you just give them the refreshing spirit you talk about in Acts 3.20, that, that times of refreshing just comes across them. He sleeps well tonight. They wake up with, with the joy of the Lord tomorrow. Lord, just thank you for that. And, and, and we appreciate him so much. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. One last, any one Amen. last prayer warrior before Juan prays this out? Mm -hmm. I'll pray for you, Juan. You guys hear me pretty good? Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank okay. you. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Hey, Juan, I just wanted to say, man, I really admire your knowledge and that, you know, uh, I, I pray that the uh, the people who thirst for knowledge, that they're, that uh, that you guys come together, dear Lord, and that, you know, that more people thirst for knowledge and that you guide Juan to those people and those people to Juan. And we thank you, dear Lord, for Juan and for 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 rick and for gus and for men like that dear lord and please bring more of them out of the hiding and and uh bring us together so we may lead more to jesus dear lord and uh guide us and protect us all protect juan thank you again for him yes. and uh keep us safe dear lord in jesus name we pray amen amen all right, Juan, would you mind? Uh, All right, let me, let me say a prayer for everybody out there. Yeah. Father God, I thank you that you have reached into the hearts of every person here today, that you 
are working a beautiful, miraculous thing in and through them, that you have softened their hearts to you, to be sensitive, to do your will, to be available to their family, their friends, their neighbors, their co-workers, to the world at large, to be about your business, Father. I pray that you would make abundant provision for each of them. We know that there's perilous times that are right at the door, not just that we've already had, but uh, even more so ahead in the near term and the long term. And I pray that you would speak to each one of them individually according to their needs, their abilities, your purposes, so that they will have clarity of mind to make good choices, right choices, in order to be able to do that which you have for them to do, that they would be about your business, Father God. I pray that you would give them each one opportunities today and tomorrow and all through this week for ministry, be cups that pour out that which you have poured into them so that their uh, ministry doesn't become stagnant, but is actually enjoying an inflowing of your Holy Spirit and new knowledge every day as they also poured out on the people around them uh, generously and freely according to your will. Father God, I pray that you would bring health in the souls and in the physical and in the spiritual lives of each person present and that those who need a healing touch from you will the to, uh, obtain it and also to convey health and healing uh, with holy healing hands to those around them in need according to your will. And Father God, we pray that you would give us light for each day as we go through these dark hours. So on the far side of all of these events that are coming, these here gathered today and those that they would uh, bring in them as their ranks grow would come out of the darkness shining brighter than the noonday sun, brighter than the false sun gods <laughs> that these evil wicked doers would try to chant and trance America and the world with. That your brightness from your Holy Spirit, from your presence in their hearts and souls would make them shine so brightly that these others would pale and that people would see you present in their lives, in their hearts, in their souls, in their words. And lastly, I pray that you would give each person here a special word just from you today and tomorrow and this week. Words that give them uh, a sense of direction and understanding of your will for them as they step forward and be about your work, Father God. I thank you for each one here, and I thank you for the opportunity that we will meet at some day future in this world and the next to enjoy the beauty and the power of your presence forever and ever. Thank you, Father God. Amen. Amen. Uh, you're so awesome, Juan. Really appreciate the extra time as well. Um, you're always Amen. so generous with your time. So, thank you. So thank yeah. you so much. And, 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 and by the way, 
let's you know I, I neglected to do one thing and i hope everybody here will, will join me please father god our co-worker co-warrior jeremy in alaska that you would bring freedom quickly mm -hmm. to him and that you would uh, uh, have him tolerated in every detail yes. for anything that was said or done against him yes. you would uh, bring those who are, are continuing the crimes against him from within the legal system in the names of our uh, the rest of us citizens, that you would bring to keep this city to a stop, as with other patriots who are similarly in the legal system, a misuse and abuse of authorities. We pray for all the prisoners around the country that are similarly abused and we ask you for direction and wisdom and warriors in the right places to address things in the legal arena to return our nation to a nation of truth and just weights and measures in the judicial system, in the legislative system, in the governmental system almighty hand father god the military justice system we pray all these things in the name of jesus the blood of christ make it so father god amen amen amen, amen. amen. beautiful well, thanks again, beautiful. Brother. god bless you yes. thank you so much for letting me join your uh your folks here uh guys this is uh i always enjoy being here with you folks this is important this gathering uh don't despise the gathering of the saints uh you're a special audience a special group i'm very thankful to get a chance to be with you and look forward to the next one sounds yeah. awesome amen thank you, thank you so much thank you thank you beautiful prayers all right all right Have a great backstage Juan. well for a bible right. study see if you have backstage pass get back there for Gus's bible study uh, Juan, looking so forward to seeing you. Maybe we can get you uh, six weeks or so from now to get another update. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Juan. <laughs> Love you, brother. I can, be bought, I can be bought with cookies. All right. <laughs> that sounds Any great. particular kind. But don't tell Jennifer. I'll be in trouble. <laughs> All right. All right. We will look forward to seeing right. you all soon. All right. With that, we're wrapping her up here. God bless you all. Um, remember, keep faith not fear faith not sight love you all talk to you soon bye 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 hope everyone's safe out there with the storms mm -hmm. we're not asleep <laughs> if anybody deserves to be sleeping, it's deer and net. <laughs> yeah. I'm not far off at the moment either. It's been a 